Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. The time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for the lust. Blindly passing, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his mark. Thank you for the days that we're in right now. We praise your holy name because we are, we are, it is your will, and it is written in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 and through 18, that that is your will, that it is your will that we should praise you. And when we combine that with Ecclesiastes, uh, I believe it's, uh, oh my goodness, I can't believe it's uh, slipping past me here. Yeah, yes, yeah, I believe it's 7, 8. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, I, uh, Father, we just praise you. Um, uh, and thank you for leading us to a place where we're able to pray for the grace that we need to be able to go through the days uh, that we have uh, in our midst and also in the days that we have ahead of us. We thank you also, Father, for the very few prophets that are out there, um, but the ones that are, uh, helping us to understand that our separation from society, our uh, unbelievable, uh, I don't know how to, I would I would call it almost clinical loneliness uh, that is associated with our walk here on this earth is unique to the fig tree generation. It is unique to the season that we're in right now, uh, in such a fashion that um, you know people are going your your people, Father God, are going to need to wake up over time, uh, and uh, hopefully you will put us in a holy place where we are able to through the anointing of the Holy Spirit say just the right words, even if they're few maybe it's only a facial expression of uh of knowing uh that we need to share with a fellow believer to bring them to the reality of the days that we are in right now because certainly people are beginning to wake up at an exponential rate logarithmic rate uh that is far uh more ex- faster than we have ever seen happen in our tenure uh while we've been watching over at least for me 15 years um radio show wise 12 but father it, 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 
many of us have been watching for, wow, 20, 30 years, some, some of us even longer. Uh, and, uh, you know, and the intensity that we have right now is um, very, very difficult for us to walk through it. Um, and, and we need your grace. We need uh, super grace is something that is so supernatural and we praise you for it that we can't really define it. You know, we can look at um, dictionary definitions of it. We can do all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, Bible study things or what different people think it is. But there's a certain supernatural, unexplainable quality associated, sort of like the word glory, that is associated with, with your pouring out of your grace onto our hearts. Because I don't know that it's actually a problem as much of being weary. Surely we're all weary of going through what we're going through and how long we've been going through it. But, Father, I think it's, it's your grace is what we need more than anything, an outpouring, an anointing of your grace that we'll be able to wake up and actually realize and continuously realize, really, continuously realize every single day that the things that we're going through right now, the stuff that we're being exposed to that's just so horrific and awful and we would rather not even be aware of it, but are, is, is the exact information, as troubling as it is, that the church and churchianity need to be made aware of so that they understand that we have arrived uh, at that, uh, and, and indeed past that, that golden line in the sand, where we are, well, pretty much heading just about as quickly as quickly can be uh, into uh, the rapture and, and leaving this earth. We don't know exactly when it's going to be, but we know it's coming upon us really uh, more way, way more so than we could have ever imagined, uh, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, but we, we do ask you in the name of Jesus for an incredible anointed outpouring of your grace upon our lives that we may be able to have that joy on in our hearts, you know, that to, to look past the fact that we, you know, we're, we're starving for fellowship, but unfortunately we're in such a dangerous world right now. Even our own fellow believers are a danger to us, just as it says in your scripture. Uh, and, uh, you know, as it's, you know, it's, it's called out in so many different places, but John 16, two would certainly be uh, one that uh, would be one of the most obvious ones. And we just praise you, Father. We thank you for the days that we're in right now. We pray for that grace to just surround us and to imbue itself into our body, soul, spirit, flesh, heart, every part of, every part of of our makeup that, that is you in us. And we praise you for that opportunity. We thank you for the days that you chose us to be a part of. We do not understand it, and nor shall we pretend to. We will simply ask you, Father, for more and more grace so that we can carry with us uh, through the very challenging days that we have now and in our future a joy of knowing that we are growing ever closer, even knowing that we may be here longer than we'd like. And we just praise your holy name and thank you, Father God, for having the faith in us, because we certainly don't have that faith in us. Okay, we don't. We have, we, we, we've been, if there's somebody out there that does, praise God that they've arrived at that place, but I think really those of us who have a contrite spirit and a true humility of Jesus Christ in our hearts, understand that it that without your anointing, uh, these days are, are, are just intolerable, and we praise you for pouring out your grace upon us that we might wake up tomorrow morning, raise our hands in the air, and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, because without you, 
there's no point. There's really no point in even thinking about going to another day. And that's, I believe with all of my heart, that's where you wanted to bring us, Father. That's where you wanted to bring us in our relationship with you, Lord Jesus. And we certainly have been put in a place, thank you, have been put in a place where we have no place to turn but to your love, your attention, and your fellowship, uh, an intimate fellowship that we need to, to not only desire, uh, but to also be hungry for, because we certainly are not going to get it from anywhere else in this world. We praise you for an eternity of love, an eternity of faith, an eternity that is full of things that we can't even even begin to imagine, even with all the testimonies of the people that have been taken to heaven. We cannot imagine what eternity holds. And we give you all the praise and glory and honor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Pour out your grace upon each of us, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God, thank you, Jesus. That's what we need is a lot of grace. I, I, you know, my grace is sufficient for you, which is what Paul was told. And uh, I don't think Paul was dealing. I'm sure, you know, it was a very pagan, creepy world that he had to walk through, especially when he was dealing uh, with the serious nonsense that goes on in the pagan Greek uh, uh, world. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing manifestations of reptilians. I mean, it's not just Jesus saying, you know, you, you know, you brood of vipers, et cetera. It's, 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 people are seeing these things on, on planes. Um, and of course, there's such chatter out there because we're always going to be 
surrounded by people that are either in denial or they're just plumb complete unbelievers. They, they, they're, they're the ones who believe, you know, that science and that everything that exists on the earth is an accident and all that kind of stuff. And it, it, I know for us it's very, very difficult to imagine that somebody could even think something like that, which is really what the the whole purpose of Romans chapter one is all about, that they, you know, folks that think like that don't really have an excuse. And it's kind of sad. Um, I had somebody, uh, a dinner that I went to with a client, very, uh, you know, is a multi-billion, one of the largest companies in the world, actually. We all know it. We all use it. Uh, but anyway, I was sitting across dinner from the uh, client representative uh, and a uh, really good guy, actually, and um, but an atheist, clearly an atheist. He is then a heavy metal guy and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I think he saw my, you know, trust God. My, I, I, on my leather brief, I have all kinds of little things like trust God and, you know, Jesus and all that kind of stuff. You know, little gold, uh, you know, pendants and things. I don't know what you call them. I don't know what to call them. But anyway, there are things that you can stick uh, into your leather brief. And I have, I had, I think he knew that. And he, he just out of the clear blue sky, he made a comment. Um, in the in the very it was kind of toward the beginning of our meal, uh, and he said, uh, you know, I can believe just about anything, but I just can't believe that Bible. Now, you know, um, uh, so you know, I, I, I'm I'm kind of a caught between a rock and a hard place because you know I can't really you know, billion dollar client, you can't really you know say anything that's going to be out of you know upset them, you know, right? So anyway, um, I I waited a little while, and I looked at him, and out of the, you know, and I just simply looked. And I said, you know what's really weird is that human beings do not have the ability to conceive existence without a point of origin. That's all I said. Human beings do not have the ability to understand existence without a point of origin. Now, I knew this guy was really brilliant, and he used to do you know, nuclear power plants and all that kind of stuff, and um, boy, did that make him take pause. <laughs> okay, So I knew that the Lord had placed that specifically onto my heart because there really was no – first and foremost, I couldn't say anything that had to do with the Bible. I couldn't say anything that had to do with Jesus. I couldn't say anything that had to do with God because he would have instantly discredited it you know, because he was already on that, that – journey. Okay, so, you know, when he brought up the Bible, that meant anything that was in the Bible would not work to catch his attention. So I had, so, so the Holy Spirit just placed that upon my heart, and I said it, because really, once a person realizes that that's a fact, no matter how much of an atheist they are, when they ponder that one statement, that humankind it is not possible to imagine existence without a point of origin. When they, if they're an intelligent individual at all. Now, see, where, where you run into a bit of a problem is when you run into an atheist who's not especially intelligent. That's when you run, that's, that's, there's not an awful lot that you can do about that, except, and, but, Except pray, which is really a wonderful thing. I honestly believe with all of my heart, and maybe I'm a little childlike in my faith, and maybe that's a good thing. But um, I, I will say I, ha I do definitely have childlike faith in regard to prayer when it comes to praying for people, even people who've died. 
Um, I know a testimony of a man, we almost brought, had him on the radio show, who had died and gone to hell, and his mother didn't know about it, and she kept on praying for him, praying for him, praying for him, praying for him, and God sent an angel down to take him out of hell. And, re, and uh, of course, you know, who knows how many years may have gone by from hell standpoint. We don't know those things. We don't know how time operates in, in different dimensions. However, uh, you know, he was when he was returned to Earth, it appeared to be a near-death experience when in reality it was a total death experience. It wasn't one of those things where they were like pumping on his heart. He was dead. Okay, so when I'm sure that the people in the medical facility, when he came back to life, were absolutely flipped out, and that probably resulted in a few more people who were maybe atheists having second thoughts about their thoughts, which is a good thing. That's how God works, and God is going to use, and this is one of the reasons why we need so much grace right now, and grace is that that's it. That's it. You know, right now we should be praying for more grace. I mean, specifically by name for more grace, an anointing of grace that is absolutely uh, so huge, so humongous that we're not able to quantify it. And we should be asking Father for it every single day uh, because, um, you know, we already know that we're in the throes of the ugly, right? You know, we know, you know, we don't need to listen to the people banter back and forth about, oh, you know, reptilians are this, reptilians are that. And this, you know, I mean, I've seen it doesn't matter how much they know or think they know about the history of it. What what you run into even today are people who do understand the history of the reptilians. They understand the Sumerian writings. They understand the different versions of the reptilians that were a result of the DNA dorking around and stuff that was going on with the Anunnaki 400,000 years ago, whatever. But the point is, and they might know all the names and a lot of the history and, you know, and blah, 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 blah. But what they don't understand, because they're just not at this level in their walk in Christianity is they do not understand the supernaturalness of our daily walk. There are gazillions, I don't even know what the right number is, so I'll just say gazillions, uh, you know, a humongous percentage, really. It's high 90 percentile. I would even submit it's probably close to 95 or 98 percent of the Christ- people who believe they're Christians in this world do not believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They don't believe in speaking in tongues. They don't believe in divine healing. Look, I have every reason in the world to have doubts about divine healing, but I don't have a single doubt. Even while while my mother never received her divine healing and died at the age of 56 from uh, 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 diabetes complications, um, uh, it never shook my faith. I mean, as a matter of fact, what's, what's ironic is that nothing can shake my faith. And I wonder, you know, and I know it, it's, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it, there's an interesting side effect that a Occurred. Even as my mother was not receiving her healing, I was getting taken around to all of these revivals and divine healing. Well, that's what they were, divine healing revivals. And, um, and, and oddly enough, there was a ricochet effect that occurred, even though my mother didn't receive hers, that affected me 
in an unbelievably humongous way. Okay, because there I stood going from one divine healing revival to another, and I don't even know how many we went to because it went on for years and years and years and years. And Pennsylvania is actually well known uh, for that kind of thing. You know, Jesus, uh, Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus, everything. Uh, now, now, does this kind of stuff happen today up there? No, I don't think so. Uh, but back in the um, late 60s or and throughout the 70s, uh, there were camp, camping events, revivals, stuff outside, stuff inside, Blue Mountain, uh, Christian retreat stuff. I mean, everywhere you turn, you know, really, you couldn't go 30 days. I mean, unless it was midwinter, you could not go 30 days probably without, you know, stumbling across or hearing about or signing up for or being a part of some type of, you know, Christian seminar that was full of the Holy Spirit, full of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, people getting healed and, and all kinds of amazing things and, 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 and you know, uh, 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 demons being cast out, the whole deal. So that even though my mother didn't receive her healing, I was exposed to it colossally. I mean, I really cannot tell you. I mean, for probably about four solid years, every single one of those types of events that occurred anywhere within this, you know, within a two-hour drive, central Pennsylvania, okay, probably even a three- or four-hour drive, actually, because Blue Mountain Christian Retreat was pretty far away, um, but um, I was taken to it. So, I mean, I, I can't if, if you know, you know, I, I don't even know how many times I have seen somebody who's never walked in their life jump out of a wheelchair and start running around the room screaming, praise Jesus, with tears pouring down their eyes. Let me tell you something. There's certain things you can't fake. You, you know what I mean? It, 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 anyway, so, I, you know, so it, it, it had a profound effect. Now, does that mean that I get bummed out sometimes if I don't get my healing over whatever it is I'm wanting my healing about? No, yeah, everybody does. I mean, but and I've had people write me about it and they're confused and they don't understand. And of course, you know, the people are going to say things to you or you'll get the impression from the Bible from just reading it that it's a faith issue. And maybe it is a faith issue, but I always wonder, you know, I just, I just keep on going. I just keep on trucking, you know, for, there's something for the Canadians there. Uh, I just keep on trucking. Praise God. Um, I don't sit, you know, yeah, I'll have my moment. I'll have my time when I'm like, uh, I'll cry. I'll cry before the Lord and I will have alligator tears running down my eyes because I will be like, I guess I'm not, you know, you feel, I think you feel a little bit of, uh, I don't know what it is. I, a little holy sorry for yourself, if there is such a thing, feeling holy sorry for yourself uh, in a holy way. In other words, you know, you feel like, Lord, what did I do? I mean, didn't I, didn't I anoint myself? You know, and I can only imagine what my mother went through. And I know that all of us to some point or another, at least at some point in our walks, have been around an individual who to us seemed as holy and righteous as possible, loved the Lord, speak in tongues, full of the Holy Spirit and everything else, and they didn't receive their divine healing either and 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 you know and it befuddles us in our christian walk as a matter of fact it befuddled uh in the book how to heal the sick by by charles and francis hunter um uh, uh you know uh charles charles uh you know there was an entire chapter of that book one of my favorite christian books ever absolutely bulging with uh scriptures and amazing testimonies uh of what they experienced 
throughout their lives together as a divine healing team that traveled the world and got people healed from cancer and everything else on her son. And, um, you know, and I had met him when I was uh, at, at Grace Chapel as a, as a kid. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, they even had an entire chapter of the book dedicated to uh, a story, which, you know, it was all true stuff. You know, this is what happened. It was a testimony, really, of uh, Francis. Uh, you know, Charles's wife, and she had gotten some kind of a, I don't know, leg infection or something. And I don't know exactly. I don't think he went into too much detail about precisely what was wrong with her. But he, you know, having, you know, they had been traveling the world for years and years and years and years and years, uh, getting people healed through the power of Jesus, uh, you know, one after the other after the other, thousands, thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people all over the world getting healed of cancer and and cerebral palsy and everything else under the sun and and you name it and jumping out of wheelchairs, incredible things like the stuff that I saw. And, uh, And he had, they had a chapter in their book about where he had literally he was standing beside his wife. She was in a hospital bed, and he thought to himself, Charles, he's like thinking to himself, what, what am I doing here in this hospital? This is ridiculous. And he literally jumped up on top of the hospital bed, straddled across his wife, and pointed down to her leg and said, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I command you, be healed. You can believe that entire hospital ward lit up every single nurse every single doctor stopped what they were doing because he was determined and you know what she didn't receive her healing and he was completely blown away but they felt that it was very important to include that testimony in their collection of testimonies in that book to help us to understand that there are certain times when for some reason, the answer is no. And, I, 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 and, and you know what? The funny thing about it is if we really take – like, look at me. Here I am. So let's see. My mom, I think she passed away in um, – was it 86? 86 or 80? Yeah, it was like 86. Yeah, about 86, I guess. And um, how many years ago is that? What, 37 years or something like that? 30-some years? So um, when, you know, but, but look at the profound effect it all had on me. And now I, you know, when somebody comes to me and they say, um, you know, in, in tears, you know, my husband has this sickness and Jesus isn't healing him and they're befuddled and they don't understand why and everything. And I can talk to it. You know, it's a test, but I don't, it never, none of that ever caused me to lose a legal faith. Now, granted, there's times when I have very intimate conversations with Jesus, and I do not understand why I have an ailment that I can't seem to get rid of through prayer. But th- I think it's part of our walk. And we, we, I think one of our problems is we try to explain everything, and some things just can't be explained. They can be, I believe, except the problem is eternity. Our problem is eternity because we don't understand it. We don't understand the eternity mindset. We don't understand that God, when he says, you know, um, you know, I know the thoughts that I think about you, not thoughts of evil, but thoughts of good to bring you to an expected end. Okay, wait a minute. Is he talking about when we die as a human on earth? Or is that expected end where we land in the hierarchy of the ruling class of Jesus Christ, hopefully as part of his bride, for all of eternity? And and does that mean that we don't grow? 
we don't – I can tell you from all the testimonies that I've studied about uh, heaven, we do grow. We even, we even have training courses and colleges and everything uh, once we get into, into heaven. And, I, I, and then even, even Odin, uh, Odin Hetrick, I mean, he, he even had that one testimony that was a part of 80, 81 visits. So, of course, it didn't have everything in but it. But the point is this, you know, where he had been taken down into a I, – I imagine it as a basement room somewhere in his city mansion uh, where he was taken in it, uh, where there were two alien beings, a, a, a female alien being and a male alien being, obviously of the same species. Uh, standing, standing, you know, facing one another in uh, a room in a city mansion, and he freaked. He was like, "Spirit of God, I do not belong here. Take me out!" And God said to him, "Not until you learn your lesson." <laughs> you <know? laughs> and the funny thing is, is most people glaze over that. He he tells that in his testimony, and it's not like people go, "Excuse me, Odin, are you saying there's aliens out?" You know, no one. I don't know. I know to, to me, it's like revolutionary, and I'm so glad that he has not just that part in his testimony, but also the alien beings that were in heaven uh, playing the music while they were having a uh, uh, a social with Jesus, uh, all sitting around the table, passing hors d'oeuvres around and having a conversation. Now, he didn't say what what they were talking about, but he was talking about all the supernatural things that were happening. But the point is, this is so big. See, we don't know what that expected end is. It's that lack of eternal mindset, I think, that really dorks with our heads, okay? We still, when we're, it's really, really hard because who can do it? If you don't understand and cannot, you can say, oh, yeah, okay, I dig it. It's eternal, and I'm just like, it lasts forever, and it, wow, how really cool, and wow, neato, and everything, you know? Um, no, pretend like we get it. We don't. Nobody does. There isn't a human anywhere that understands the concept, the truth behind what eternity actually means. I love uh, the analogy um, uh, of the rope. You know, where you have this – we've all seen some of the bigger ropes, the bigger cotton ropes. They're, they're real big. And you imagine this huge rope, and you throw it – you know, you imagine somebody takes it on a truck, and they unspool this rope, and, they, and the truck disappears off. You've got to imagine yourself being at, like, the Utah Flats or whatever, Salt Lake Flat, whatever, or, or maybe on a street somewhere, um, uh, you know, in Nevada. But, but there's a vanishing point. And, and and if you have never traveled the roads that um, you know, I forget what it is. Is it Interstate 80? I think it is. That goes all the way to like Reno, and then it'll head up to San Francisco eventually after you go through Reno, uh, Lake Tahoe, and then down in all that area. Okay, but I think it's 80. I'm not sure. I think it is 80 that goes across Nevada. And let me tell you something. If you haven't done it, then you don't get it. And having done it doesn't do anything but give you a sense of eternity but it's only a sense it's not really real but it does give you a sense of it and that is when you're driving on a highway that is straight it's so doggone straight you most people can't really imagine it yeah it's one of those experiences that you have to experience that, you know, it's like 
I would call it one of the wonders of the world, frankly, is to be driving on, I think it is 80, going across Nevada, flat as can be, and up ahead is a little ripple of mountains off into, at the vanishing point. But the, but the, the road is a, essentially a two-lane macadam-covered highway okay, with a you know, dividing whatever line. I don't even know if it has a double yellow line in it. I don't even know. I, 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 I know it has, it has to have some line painting. I don't remember. I, I, what I remember, though, is it, it was eternal. The road was eternal. And you might say, what do you mean an eternal road? That is the silliest thing I have ever heard. Let me tell you something. You drive on that road to get across that, you know, to get from one point to another, you can go as fast as your car can go. Even if you have a Lamborghini and you're doing 230 miles an hour, you will not perceive motion. I mean, yeah, I guess if you look, try to look to the left and the right, you'll see some, a little bit of stuff going by. But there's, it, it, it's so desolate, and the road is so endless. I mean, you can literally go uh, I, I, to, to, to bring it down to a speed that most of us will relate to. You could literally go about 80 to 85 miles an hour. The road points straight. You do not see the end of the road. You don't see the end of the road. All you see is it vanish ahead of you, and you can see a little ripple of mountains. And let me tell you, you can go 85, 90 miles an hour, and uh, it doesn't seem like that road is changing at all. In fact, when I, when I was driving it, uh, I, was, I was kind of impatient, and I think, I, I think the road speed limit was 75 or something like that. And I went like um, – I know I was going over 80. And um, – uh, Forever. I mean, for hours, I'm going 80, and I see no change in anything, okay? The, 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 the mountains off in the distance aren't getting any closer, and I've been doing it for a couple hours already, and I'm thinking to myself, you got to be kidding me. Does this road ever end? And then I saw this teeny, weeny, weeny little speck. It looked like somebody had, like a little rock or something was in the road. And I thought something, it was way far up there. And, I, and, and, and maybe about an hour later, I started, it started to materialize. I could kind of tell it wasn't a rock. And, I, and then I'm, I'm driving faster. You know, I'm still staying about 80, 85 miles an hour, and, and I'm, I'm befuddled at this point. I'm like, this is weird. And Because I had never seen anything. I've never experienced anything like that in my life, driving on a road in forever. And there's no change. And all I can see is this tiny little dot in the middle of the road way up that gave me some perspective, but not much. And, I, and, and after a long, 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 long time, it started to get a little tiny bit bigger and a little teeny bit bigger and a little teeny bit bigger and all of a sudden I came up on it really fast and I had hit the brakes it was a gigantic spear with horns and the whole thing one of those longhorn things standing right in the middle of the road and it didn't want to move just stood right there, a big steer. And um, I was like blown away because then that added a, uh, an element of perspective to that which had no perspective at all. Now, imagine a rope going down that same highway. Literally, somebody must have driven for four or five hours laying that rope all the way down the center of that highway. I mean, it just goes off to the vanishing point. 
hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of driving as fast as you can, and you still don't see the end. You see no little or, or no change at all. And you have in your hands that robe. But you also have a really cool G2 red pen. And you pull that G2 red pen out, little gel pen, and you put a teeny-weeny little red dot on the end of that rope. Just a little teeny red dot. And then you look up and you see that rope disappear at that endless road. And you look at that red dot and you realize that that red dot represents your entire life on earth. And the rest of that rope represents what we have ahead of us. And that is what God looks at. Until we put on that eternal mindset and go back and reread our Bible, we cannot begin to imagine this, the importance of our suffering. You, you may have times like me when you have had enough and boy, is that an understatement, let me tell you. But if we can just get that eternal mindset, that little red dot and that road that never ends, when we can put that everything into perspective, maybe not everything, but as much as we can, get it into that perspective and go back and look at those promises in that Bible. Go back and look at the prayers that you have prayed. Understand that it's not, sometimes our heavenly, oh gosh, I have so many testimonies of people dropping dead. Uh, I mean, there's, there. Uh, oh gosh. And, and, and you think to yourself, what? And the very fact that you even remember that it happened becomes another testimony for another, it's like a, it's a domino effect. Thirteen people change the world. It spreads. But anyway, um, it, it, it is hard. It is hard to get things into perspective. But when you do, it helps a lot. And I think for me, when I reflect, I have too good of a memory. And I, I can remember, like, I don't even know how many an untold number of prophecies over the last 12 years that we've read on the show. Many we played on the show. Many of them I still have on the soundboard. Many of them have not yet come to pass, but they surely will. And um, many of them over and over and over and over again have said things like, my children, I know you are weary. Uh, oftentimes those prophecies are, are have additional words that are woven into them about an anointing there will come there will there will come a time it'll say things like there will come a time of anointing okay so but we're not there i'm i mean you know there may be people that uh you know uh have had humongous change in their lives and um that change and and they don't they don't they're not jobbers no, no way. They're not jobbers for sure. They're no, 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 I know as a fact that they're not because they can't, you know, people that are able to immerse themselves in the presence of the Holy Spirit and praise and worship all day long, you can't be a jobber. They'll, they'll fire you. 
So, and and the same was true of the early Christians when they were working in the you know in the vineyards or whatever you know jobs that they were working at the time, and they did, they did. You know, it wasn't like they could just raise their hands in the middle of the vineyard and start speaking in tongues. They'd be fired just like we would be fired. But there are those out there that don't have to work or their husbands, you know, take care of them or they're retired or whatever the case is, and they can immerse themselves in um, hours and hours and hours and hours of prayer. They can stay up all night long and, and pray for everyone, pray for the world, pray for the lost, pray for the people in Ukraine, pray, you know, pray, 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 which is awesome. It's awesome. I hope they think of me. <laughs> I want to be prayed for. We should all want to be prayed for. <laughs> Anyway, praise God. Now I feel, I don't know if this came, maybe it is the Holy Spirit that gave it to me. I don't know. I don't like to take any credit. Um, But I just felt after the prayer vigil, I just, it came upon me that it was grace. We need to pray for more grace. Okay. The anointing will come when the anointing, when the, when God's perfect timing And who knows, as part of the barley harvest, we might be evacuated off this alien demon infested rock before that big mega anointing occurs. Okay, you know, we just don't, nor can we, or nor were we intended to be uh, uh, knowledgeable about exactly when different things are going to occur. You know, um, sometimes I admit, I, I think about things that we might have to go through and I don't, I'm not real happy about it, <laughs> which is exactly why my one sister prays and prays and prays and prays, you know, that, you know, she, she doesn't want to go through it either. I guess the older you get, the more you're grabbing your, uh, whatever your, your knee or your back and your, you know, the, the older you get, the, when your body starts to fall apart, the last thing you want to have to deal with is uh, a FEMA camp. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that young people are like, you know, but at least if you if you if you're in, you know, think about it. I mean, you can go back to the, you know, uh, like Schindler's List type of scenes and you can, you can quickly come to an understanding of why you wouldn't want to have to go through those things uh, after the age of whatever. Once you get into your 50s, I would say that's probably the point, you know, in, in your 40s dealing with it. Eh, not probably not so. I mean, horrible, still horrible stuff. But nevertheless, but the older that you are, you know, I I think I would just, you know, I, you know, if I was in a situation where, you know, like the Schindler's List, you know, getting shuffled into a, a FEMA camp where they, I knew they were going to kill me, I, I don't know. I just, I think I would just go nuts. I would just raise my hand up and start speaking in tongues and walking around and laying my hand in the name of Jesus. I command you to be healed. I command the demons out of you. I'd be laying my hands on those different soldiers with their different whatever the insignias. Uh, probably whatever, but, um, you know, and you know what? They probably shoot me, (laughs) but you know, heck of a lot better than going into camp. Don't you agree? Hallelujah. Because death has no hold hold on us. It, you know, what, what, what I want to avoid, and I think you would agree, is I don't want to have to, like, be put on a table and have body parts cut off really slow or any of that kind of weirdness. All right? Praise Jesus. And that's 
unfortunately, some of the stuff that they're planning on doing to people, you know, and in, in, uh, probably worse in the FEMA camp. So anyway, uh, uh, but anyway, I'm not going to get into all that. Uh, praise Jesus. I just wanted to share that I feel in my heart, and maybe not you, I, but if, if not, if you're neutral and you're looking for something to ask the Father for to help you deal with this dag nabbit hard life that we have to deal with, knowing all the evil that are, you know, the black walls of Satan closing in on us like they are, um, you know, it's it's uh, kind of hard to shine the light of Jesus when you, know, when you know what I'm saying? So we need to be praying, I believe, in my heart, we need to be playing, praying for lots of grace, an anointing of grace from our Heavenly Father, to be able to see that little red dot and to know how awesome this is all going to be once it's over. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm talking about on this earth because the rest of it ain't. Forget about it. That Take it from me. If you're driving across Nevada, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And on that note, let's go ahead and go into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. God, kids, are you ready? Yeah! Wow, whoa. Wow, man. I, I guess we had too much time too much time off since Wednesday, huh, kids? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, you okay, well, I know you're ready because you just you yelled so loud my ears are hurting. All right, praise God. Kids, all right. People think icy is the easiest word to spell. Come to think of it. I see why. <laughs> All right, kids. I see why. <laughs> kids, a priest, a minister, and a rabbit walk into a blood bank. And the rabbit says, I believe I am a typo. Typo, right, kids? <laughs> I know. You know, I think I'm a typo, too. I, I do, but for a whole whole other set of reasons. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm a typo that caused me to <laughs> get an F++. Plus, plus, plus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Is there a such thing as an F++? Plus, plus? F, a, why an A+. Plus? A plus means you cheated, I guess. I don't know. Kids, what do you think? A plus is cheating? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, what does a thesaurus eat for breakfast? What does a thesaurus eat for breakfast? A synonym roll. A synonym roll. Right? Sounds good to me. Okay, I'll take it. Praise God. All right, and on that note, I got a little Behold I Come prophecy that surfaced, and I'm going to read it to you because it's uh, it's good. Praise Jesus. Here we go.
Praise God. All right. So this one is from yesterday. Praise Jesus. And it goes like this. The title of it is, I will be sanctified in you before all men. I dig that. I like that a lot. Praise God. All right. And it's and it goes like this. I quote, um, as you know, dearest daughter, the world is at war. The souls of men war with all that they know and even that which they do not know. They war against what is seen, but few know what the war is, uh, that the war is in the unseen. But surely, I tell you this, I will not always strive with man. I will be sanctified in and through you. My remnant and they will see. I will be exalted and they will know that I am holy. The day is upon you, the great awakening, when all men will know the truth. All that has been done in the darkness will be brought to light. All the lies and deception will be exposed. Folks, we're seeing reptilians on airplanes for crying out loud. This is right on. No one and nothing will be able to hide as I manifest powerfully in the earth. Who will be able to stand in that day when my glory and the sheer essence of who I am permeates this realm? You know, and the darker it is, the brighter the light appears. The Jesus light is going to blind people. Thank you, Jesus. And it goes on to say, I am all-powerful all con- and an all-consuming fire, and I hold all dominion. I am the great I am. There is no one besides me. Prepare. Prepare to those who walk in darkness, for the time has come for all to be revealed. Yeshua, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. So anyway, um, for those of you who are not aware of this, I suspect uh, the vast majority of the regular listeners are aware of this. But any to anybody who has not been introduced to it uh, yet, I, I think it's I, for example, I just got an email this afternoon and I sent this to the author of the email because it had occurred to me. Um, she was exclaiming about the significance, living over in Europe and everything, of the significance of the Muslim uprising that is occurring in a number of uh, countries all at the same time. Uh, not to mention that there are ships uh, dropping off gazillions more uh, with lots of money. So it's being backed by the Soros's and the Clintons and the saint worshipers and baby killers of the world. All right. So anyway, anyway, it's interesting that in 1871, there was a a letter written by Albert Pike. Now, Albert Pike was the founding father of the Scottish Rite, and he was also the author of the book of Morals and Dogma, which is the Masonic Bible. And uh, most, believe it or not, most Masons don't read it, just like most Christians don't read their Bibles. But anyway, if they did, they would know early on, especially if they were in the blue levels, they would know very quickly uh, that they were worshiping Lucifer because Albert Pike said so. I mean, he came right out and said it in black and white. He says, yes, I worship Lucifer. So, And that's in their Masonic Bible. But 
you know, whatever. Okay, so anyway, I wanted to. He had written a letter to a, a man by the name of Giuseppe Mazzini, uh, uh, and uh, you know, obviously over in. Um, and I'll just read this to you. And you might say, well, there's an awful lot of fact checkers out there that debunk it and everything. But I can tell you that uh, uh, that um, uh, you know, I I know people. I I know a, a person. Very well. Uh, who it, it, it's once removed by one, but um, uh, you know that went over to the museum where the letter was displayed in an eighteen hundreds letter written by Albert Pike to Giuseppe Mazzini. So the letter actually used to be on display in a museum over in, over in Great Britain. Okay, but then after people started to catch on about it and everything, they uh, they took it down, of course, because the is anyway. At any time that the Illuminati, which are the most evil, they're, they're the most filthiest evil. Most of them are reptilians, anyways. I don't, and if they're not, I'm surprised that they're not, uh, because this is what they strive to be. They want to be reptilians. They do. <clears throat> I'm not going to get into the, the, the horribly disgusting things that they do at Yale, uh, you know, in the skull and bones ceremonies and stuff. But it is, oh gosh, it's so horrible you can't repeat it. And then, and then, of course, that segues into the other stuff. All right, so um, you know the really, really, really sick stuff that you know I don't even want to talk about it. Just, just anyway, but I do want to read part of this letter because I remember the first time I read this letter. Now you know, of course, if you go out and research it, you're going to find forty pages that say that it's a lie, and one link that will take you right to the letter. Well, that's how it works. You know, debunkers and liars are they lie in large groups and well, we all we all know about it and it's getting worse. It's all part of the censorship uh industrial complex. But anyway, um this is what um was written in this letter by Albert Pike, the one who, you know, kind of hung out with Lucifer and he actually said he you know, he did. He, I worship Lucifer, you know, blah blah blah. Anyway, so um the Third World War. I'm going to go ahead and read this to you. Remember, this was written in 1871. Now, see, I wondered to myself, what, what, why would he care? He's going to die long before this world war. What, what, what's? But then I thought, wait a minute. He worships Lucifer. Lucifer is his god. So this is a big deal to him. You know, it's like somebody writing about the rapture and the, you know, uh, you know, wedding supper of the lamb, you know, back in the 1800s. They're excited about it. Well, the, the, to this entity, um, it was a big deal to them. You know, the, these these are some very dark. They anyway, I'm going to just I quote, I quote, the Third World War must be fomented. By taking advantage of the differences caused by the agentur of the Illuminati between the political Zionists and the leaders of the Islamic world, the war must be conducted in such a way that Islam, the Muslim Arabic world, <clears throat> And political Zionism, the state of Israel, in other words, everybody else that's, you know, Christian-esque, mutually destroy one another. 
Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on the, on the issue, will be constrained to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economic exhaustion. There's your civil wars across the world. We're already seeing them. We shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists, and we shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm, which we already see happening with the LGBT, LMNOP, and all this stuff. It's all orchestrated. J6, that's another example. All orchestrated, false flag, totally orchestrated, well-funded. BLM, same thing. It's all the same thing. These are the nihilist and the atheist that he's referring to in this letter. And we shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm, which is in progress, which in all its horror will show clearly to the nations the effect of absolute atheism origin of savagery, savagery and of the most bloody turmoil. Then everywhere the citizens Obliged to defend themselves against a world minority of revolutionaries will exterminate those destroyers of civilization and the multitude disillusioned with Christianity whose deistic spirits will form that moment, be without compass or direction, anxious for an ideal, but without knowing where to render its adoration will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine. Doctrine of Lucifer. <laughs> Hopefully you heard what I just said. Do you get it? This stuff is in progress. I mean, we've got the Antichrist putting the final blows on the West and destroying the world, just like it says in the fourth seal. One quarter of the earth, 25% of the earth will be destroyed, essentially. But through death, through horrible stuff. It's in progress. Okay, it's Canada, the United States, New Zealand, Australia, and um, who did I forget? Oh, of course, Europe, all of Europe. Okay, so uh, there, there's your 25% of the world. Just look, get yourself a, a map of the world. It pretty much is right there. All right, praise God. Now, I'm going to go ahead and play this again because I think it's so significant. This is, once again, Colonel Douglas McGregor's little uh, blurb on not – thinking that we might we might not even make it to the 2024 election. I just think it's so relevant. I just want to play it again because it sets the pace for a lot of the other headlines. Praise God. You're absolutely right. I don't think we'll ever get to the 2024 election. I think things are going to implode in Washington before then. I think our economic financial condition is fragile. It's going to come home to roost in ugly ways. I, I will tell you, I don't know exactly how it will happen. I think we're going to end up in a situation where we find out the banks are closed for two or three weeks and nobody can get into them. You think so? I think we're going to run into something like that, yeah. I also think that the levels of violence and criminality in our cities is so high that it's going to spill over into other places in society. People that normally think they can live remote from the problem are now beginning to be touched by the problem. Then I look at this thing in Ukraine. I think Ukraine is going to lose catastrophically. It's going to be a complete collapse. And that, too, is going to have an effect here at home because people are going to say, well, wait a minute. Everybody told us Ukraine was winning. Everybody told us X, Y, and Z. I mean, sort of the, the Russian hoax on steroids. All of those things are going to come together or converge in some way that's going to prevent us from reaching you know, the status quo, oh, another election, oh, another set of campaigns, and so forth. That's 
a pretty bold, incredible, creepy, wow kind of a thing. And then you combine that again with Alex Jones' commentary, which I'm going to play right now. It kind of go, they kind of go hand in hand. Wait a minute. I mean, they're succeeding in a civil war. Are they going to succeed to prevent him from running? I mean, they're succeeding in a civil war in, right now in Russia. I mean, yeah, the globalist hijacked the most powerful country in the world with all our ingenuity and all our money and all our power, and the world's in deep trouble. Um, and, and again, it's not like I'm saying China or Russia are good either. It's just, it's, it's just a monstrous situation. And if people don't get serious to get out of their comfort zones, uh, yeah, I think they'll – I mean, I think they're going to demonize him and die him and die him and die him and die him. And then I, I think they'll blow his airplane up. I, I really, at a gut level, believe they're going to kill Trump. Who's this? Trump? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I believe the deep state establishment will murder him. I mean, I believe he's going to steadfast go through all this. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be 30 points ahead in the primaries. Nothing's going to stop him. And then they just, uh, you know, he dies of a heart attack or they poison him or they blow his airplane up. All right. <clears throat> you know, that goes on for a few more minutes, but um, it's, it's essentially just reiterating and restating his, his position. He's not alone in that regard. There are an awful lot of people, including that one uh, retired uh, police chief uh, from New York City who came forward uh, and started warning people that he's very, very concerned about, you know, particularly when they were uh, going through Mar-a-Lago. He was uh, very vocal about his concerns about the longevity of Donald Trump. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The next headline up is from the AP Newswire. Praise Jesus. And it says conservatives go to red states and liberals go to blue states as the country grows more polarized. Hmm. So what we're starting to see empirically, empirically means we're, it's undeniable. It's happening right there. You can see it. Okay, empiricals like the arch enemy of faith. <laughs> it's like empirical means you look right at it and you're like, yep, it's happening. Well, when you have empirical information, such as this article, supporting the fact that people are – they're looking at statistics and moving, and, and, and it's, it's not, not new news. It's not new news. A lot of people want to move away from places like Portland. They want to move away from places like Los Angeles. They want to move away from the – blue, you know, and, and the conservatives especially really are moving in – I mean there's – there's literally statistical information associated with U-Haul and the fact that have, they have historically been having problems over the last several years because so many of the U-Haul trucks and vans and things that you tow and whatever, they uh, are going one direction only. They're not coming back. And so this, this is all – this polarization article really is an empirical piece of evidence that is is not debatable and supported by an untold number of sources after you know even if the sources are unreliable as a general rule if you have enough of them uh that are different you know and and you can you know investigate the statistics behind it to see if they and then you're like wow that is and then you combine that with the supernatural which is our heavenly father warning us that there's going to be a civil war all right and there's already civil, civil wars taking place over in Europe so why wouldn't they spread and you just heard what their the master plan of the illuminati were all the way back to 18 1971 for crying out loud praise god so anyway um and you know, so we'll just go ahead and continue forward because we have so much all right praise jesus I, I i know i'm gonna run out of time if i don't burn through these articles as quick as possible all right praise jesus next one up 
BRICS nations are currently working on creating a new currency to be discussed at the next leaders' summit. Now, here's what's really creepy. And really, when you think of it from a biblical standpoint, okay, when you look at it from a biblical standpoint, it makes sense. When you look at it from, from a human standpoint, it see, the thing is, like, for example, you can look at the, the leader of South Africa, you can look at Putin, you can look at Putin supporting Christianity and calling the United States a filthy scumbag of a, you know, homosexual country, et cetera, et cetera, which he's right. Uh, but, but then you see the BRICS nations getting together with China, and they're like all agreeing not only on the BRICS, um, uh, you know, unification and the money being backed by gold and everything, but they're also talking about – Yes, you guessed it, CBDCs. So, so it's fascinating. Even as the world splits in preparation for World War III and the financial collapse that's coming, we, um, you know, you can you can see that ultimately there are every one of them. Even even though they're you know they're two different sides of World War III, that both sides of World War III are supporting Satan's plan to institute a cashless society so that they can control you through the mark of the beast. Okay, and don't oh boy, and the whole graphene thing and everything, it's just out of control. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, praise God. And I'm going to go ahead and play a little bit of this. Uh, this uh, Tucker Carlson reveals, uh, you know, to me, this is like old news, but people were so excited about it. I don't know why, uh, but they were. And so I'll play a little bit of, little bit of this uh, of Tucker expounding on, uh, it's not very long, uh, about uh, that J6, the, the J6 event was filled with federal agents. I, t- to me, it's like such old news because of the whistleblowers that came out of the FBI and testified, you know, live in Congress. And they said there's thousands of them there. Okay, so I, I, you know, to me, it's like jury dismissed, but whatever. People are very excited that Tucker Carlson mentioned this. So I'm going to go ahead and play this for you just in case you missed it. All right. Praise God. Here we go. Hold on. That was a tip off to me. I mean, I had no thought in my head as I watched this happen on television and in the subsequent weeks that U.S. Law enforcement or military agencies had anything to do with it. That never crossed my mind. I never thought there was it was a false flag or anything like that. I'm not a conspiracist by temperament. I never thought that. Um, and then I interviewed the chief of the Capitol Police, Stephen Sund, in an interview that was never aired on Fox. By the way, I was fired before it could air. Um, I, I'm going to interview him again. But Stephen Sund was the totally not political worked for Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this is not some right-wing activist. He was the chief of the Capitol Police on January 6th. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That crowd was filled with federal agents. What? Yes. Well, he would know, of course, because he was in charge of security at the site. So the more time has passed, now it's been all right, praise God. And that, that was the extent of the clip. It was only 53, uh, that particular part of it was only 53 seconds long, praise God. All right, so um, I wanted to lay down I'm trying to paint a picture. It's not one that we're not unfamiliar with, but nevertheless, this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the black walls closing in on us. All right. Praise God. Because uh, it, it, it's never it feels like it's never ending. All right. Now, this is a little commentary that uh, once again, whenever I see 
um, a Trump commentary that's short and to the point. I'll play it for you because I, I think it segues. It, it leads us to – it's more empirical data that we can collectively put in our you know, Caesar salad uh, of the end times that point to – you know what Alex Jones just said as being a reality. Let's listen to this clip. This is Trump. When I return to office, the travel ban is coming back even bigger than before and much stronger than before. We don't want people blowing up our shopping centers. We don't want people blowing up our cities, and we don't want people stealing our farms. So it's not going to happen. The United States will not be condemned to the same fate as is happening in France. And I told Macron this was going to happen when I first met him. I will also order our government to deny entry to all communists and Marxists. When I... All communists and Marxists. <laughs> Woo! I mean, uh, I got to tell you, the flesh side of me is like, would really like to see the things that he's promising come to pass, especially the part about putting them in jail and all that kind of stuff. But... Um, yeah, I think Alex Jones is right. <clears throat> and then we have a couple of prophecies, too, that support that. We'll see. All right. And uh, speaking of black walls closing in on us, uh, this one's real creepy. All right. And um, I'm just going to play it for you. Hold on. Smart water. Smart water is called. Right. He's sticking an electrode inside the glass of water. He just pulled out some uh, purified water that he bought at a store. He put it inside a glass, and now he's sticking an electrode inside of it. And the water has turned pure black. So we can see. Or you bring it down. Because by. Uh, got a torch behind it because it's so thick. This stuff. But look. Now he's taking a look. strong magnet look. and he's going up and down the side of the glass so that you can see that it's actually see? magnetized. Okay, so it is the actual graphene look. oxide particles. I mean, so when you low. look. When you look at it, it's just a clear water, you know, the kind of water that you would buy out of a machine uh, at Walmart, wherever, you know, that's all it looks like. This looks like water, you know, the water that you get in the big plastic, uh, you know, shrink wrap things and you take home. Yeah, it's, it just looks, it's water. But they're dumping graphene oxide inside the water. I pray over all of my food. And if I forget to, I say, Father, please, in the name of Jesus, bless and anoint everything that enters this body. I claim in Jesus' name all of your promises that nothing will by any means hurt us. Hallelujah. Because, folks, those black walls are closing in so tight and so fast. How are we even going to – how will you know? How will you know? All right, praise God. Oh, if that ain't creepy enough, let's uh, take it to the next level. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'll just go ahead and play this. And it starts out with a, with a fellow uh, saying, this should really freak you out. And kind of does. 
All right, praise God. Let's open this up. Should creep every single person out that watches it. We cannot sit back and let this become the norm. If you have children walking on this planet right now, we do not want to leave this, the direction that this is going, and we do not want to leave this to them. So I encourage all of you, every adult, every parent, speak, shout, scream, whatever. Let people become more aware of this, and let's stand up to this. We will load this printer with fat, and the printer will print out steaks. Okay, so he's doing a demonstration for, get this, Netanyahu. All right, Netanyahu is there getting a demonstration of how they can put some kind of creepy fat into a machine, into a printer, which is an, it's a next generation from the um, 3D printer stuff, but they can actually print through this machine a steak, and then they can cook it on a grill and eat it. And that's why that guy's like going, this should freak you out, because let me tell you something, folks, oh my gosh. I feel horrible. I mean, if there was anything I could think of to do to wake up Christianity to the point where they understood that not everybody's going to make it in the rapture. There are going to be people, and there's three of them to boot, okay? And and, and you definitely don't want to be in the third group, the grapes, because the grape harvest, because you're going to be in the Great Tribulation. You'll be part of the Tribulation Saints, okay? So, um, you know, how do you get that through to people? And then there's so many gazillion of Christians that don't even believe in the rapture. I mean, this is some pretty horrible stuff that's coming down, and, and they're out there getting shots and, and graphene oxide and everything, and they're becoming antennas for the... All they need to have is they're they're just literally a, an electronic tattoo away from having the mark and being part of the... Anyway, it's just so sad. I mean, we what are we going to do? we got to get people woke up. And I don't know. We'll just keep on trying. And pray, 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 Father, more grace, more grace, more grace. Okay. Okay, here is another – this is the second reptilian event uh, on an airliner. Um, and, of course, like I said, you know, the uh, fact checkers are trying to – some creepy, weird, Masonic entity uh, with a hoodie comes on, and he, he puts out his little video telling everybody that he was the guy on the plane. But no, he wasn't, because obviously uh, that wouldn't explain the second event on the other airplane, which I'm going to play for you right now. These are lying entities, okay? They're very filthy, disgusting, horrible entities. All right, so anyway, uh, let's go ahead and play the little ditty with the, with the second reptilian that was spotted on a plane. Here we go. And, you know, there's fact-check liars out there saying the guy was drunk, and that's, that's their – no. They're trying to wrestle him to the ground. He's going, open the door, open the door. I need to get off this plane. You know, and there was no... Anyway, whatever. I'm not going to get into the he said, she said stuff. We 
Thank you, Jesus. Wise as serpents, gentle as doves. Check the box. Hallelujah. Uh, it's a shame, but I praise God. As a matter of fact, if I had it my way, every plane would have a reptilian event on it. The more reptilians that manifest now and the more people that are awakened to the reptilian reality – um, is this is good stuff. This is really good stuff. This is like better than J6. Okay, because now we're entering into the realm. Now, the vast majority of Christians out there will simply say, well, some of them will deny it because they deny the power they're in. Uh, and, uh, you know, because they just don't really believe the Bible, which I don't understand. And then there will be others that will poo-poo it and say, oh, no, 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 it, he saw a demon. No, he didn't. It wasn't a demon. Demons are ethereal beings, okay? The only time you're ever going to see a demon is if you were at a satanic ritual ceremony sitting on the inside of a uh, uh, um, uh, you know, pentagram with candles. And then if, if the people that are there know what they're doing and do it long enough, a demon may become visible. But the reason why they all sit inside the circle is to protect themselves from being killed by the demon that they conjured up in the first place. Okay, it, it, people just don't understand how things work. And until you get that proper education and you do understand those things, you, people are going to be saying all kinds of doggone things that are just not right. But you know what? At the end of the day, I think it's wonderful. Praise God, because the more supernatural, unexplainable, freak, freaked outedness stuff that occurs, Okay, all this stuff, the graphene oxide in the water supply, them making filthy, the, oh, the horrible, the food supply, the, 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 all this stuff that's closing in like black walls upon all of us. This is what's necessary to wake up, people. They need to wake up. Thank you, Jesus. Twelve years I've been doing this show. In 2009, I named Tribulation Now. Tribulation Now. Well, thank you, Jesus, because there ain't no denying it anymore. I just hope we can get more. More reptilians, Father, more reptilians. More reptilians we get, more people are going to get freaked out. Uh, anyway, next one up. A fellow by the name of Wall Street Silver on, the Twitter, on Twitter had put this up. It says, the National Assembly in France adopted Article 3 of the Justice Bill, which authorizes the authorities to remotely activate the cameras and microphones on their cellular phones and other connected devices, such as computers, without the knowledge of the person concerned. Okay, and, uh, you know, and then they try to, they don't, I don't know. So then they put a little... A judge will have to approve the microphone camera activation to fight organized crime or terrorism and the imminent danger of human life. The, what they're trying to do here on Twitter is they're trying to tone down the significance of it. And I, I understand that that is a reasonable attempt. However, they're ignorant, stupid, and they shouldn't be saying those things because the fact of the matter, we know from our own FISA courts that they don't follow their own rules. These are entities from the bowels of hell, and they are going to turn on those phones, and they're going to listen in, and they're probably doing it to all of us right now anyway. All I can say is I praise God that all the other social media sites are so busy uh, trying to hold back the uh, winds of war, uh, whether they be words of war or winds of war, uh, that uh, they're leaving us alone. Thank you, Jesus. Or maybe it's just the angels. 
I, I do I do always pray for extra angelic support. So and I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. You know, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And we and even on tribulation now, I put a big old banner on every single page. It shows up. It says we are wise as serpents and gentle as doves. I you know the the people that are out there looking for someone to take away are really trying to most most of the law enforcement professionals. Not all, but a lot of them, I would say the vast majority of them, they are looking for people who are going to do bad things. They're not looking for people that are going to be gentle as doves. That's why I put that on tribulation-now.org. I wanted to send a message. We're not from here. We are. Our citizenship is in heaven, and you don't got to worry about us. Because we're leaving. <laughs> See you later. Praise God, you know, and of course, try to wake up as many as we can and pray, 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 because that probably wakes up thousands, if not millions more than we could do ourselves. So prayer is bar none, the most important thing of all. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. Okay. Now, I'm not going to play this because this guy's just the bat- psycho babble of the World Economic Forum, and I don't, I don't want to hear these guys. All I want to do is put, print out little pictures of these reptilians, stick them on my little um, uh, airsoft BB gun target, and just shoot like holes in them. Okay. That, that just makes me feel good. Okay. It's not very destructive, and, it, it, well, it, it puts put, put little holes in their heads, but they're reptilians. These things are entities. These, are, these, are, these, these entities cannot be saved. They are twice dead. But anyway, this particular one is saying, that it says right here, it says the World Economic Forum is openly telling you that the coming digital cashless society, which is, you know, great tribulation, will be regulated by those determined less desirable because they will be locked out of it. <laughs> well, since it's going to lead to the mark of the beast, amen, lock me out. No big deal. I mean, really, when it comes right down to it, even if I had the limp because my knee was hurting, I, you know, if it came right down to it and they're coming after me to to take me away so they can, you know, consummate their satanic uh, electronic tattoo, you know, no, no, they're not. I'm not going and I'll just I'll leave everything behind if I have to. I, I've got a little backpack. And I know the Lord will provide. I mean, if that's what I got to do, I don't, you know, well, God's going to take care of us. The Lord is going to, if we're, the, if, if, this is a big if, if we are here that long, that those black walls literally come crunching up against our dwelling places and our jobs, I don't think there's one of us that would have a second thought. I mean, if I had to, you know, uh, you know, if I had to limp, limp along and be, you know, I wouldn't even think of myself as homeless because after all, where are we from? Where is our home? Is our home here or is it in heaven? Ah, anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. So, like I said, I don't think it's going to come to that, but we'll just, you know, I, I, I like to feel spiritually prepared for the worst case scenario. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, I am putting out a bad words warning for the kids. All right, moms, moms, you might want to put your hands over their ears. It's Joe Rogan, and he gets a little carried away with some of his, well, powerful colloquialisms. So warning for bad words, but what he's saying is deeply troubled and troubling. And by the way, what he is saying, I wish he, I wish he didn't have the colloquialisms in there, but that's his thing. That's what he does. 
And and I I really I don't know. It, anyway, it's irrelevant. I don't care what he believes as far as Jesus is concerned. I hope he makes it in heaven like I do everybody else. But what what is interesting is how very very troubled he is. How very very troubled he is. Okay? That is important to get from this little commentary. Bad word warning. Here it goes. Hoping people wake up enough to at least slow it down. Because these yeah. people are pushing in a very obvious and very specific direction. CBDCs. They want digital currency, centralized digital currency that they control. And they want to get everybody on a social credit score system. They're probably connected to some sort of a vaccine app. Or if you want to travel around, all they would need is another pandemic to try to push that shit through. And they're already talking about that. It's very spooky. Because when you look into the history of this this lab and, and them funding it and this getting out and the, the way they responded to it, the whole thing is so scary because it was effective. It was effective and very, very financially effective. I mean, they made a lot of fucking money. Yeah. And if they could do something similar again and then clamp down more on people, that's what scares me. This this talk of centralized digital currency, that's what they have in China. If they if you fuck up in China and you get a bad social credit score because you tweeted something they didn't like, well, now you can't buy a plane ticket. Now you can't buy a car. Now, yeah. you, now you can't get a loan. Now you can't do something. You you step the fucking line, and people self-censor. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be a part of that. Now they got you. Yeah. Sure, we know that the, the government was involved in silencing different voices. You know, They stopped that Hunter Biden laptop story from getting out before the election. It's just – it's so obviously dirty <laughs> shit. I did a re- – all right, so we got our uh, <clears throat> our uh, annual fill of bad words, but the the reason why I felt that it was important to play that is, you know, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if he's a believer or not a believer, and there's a lot of believers that use a lot of bad words, and most people, there's only one scripture that, that says bad words are bad, and it's Colossians 3.3, 3, and it says, and the filthy language out of your mouth, Paul is telling them, don't do it, don't speak like that. And a lot of Christians just think it's okay, but it's not, you know. And if I ever let one one slip, I'm always like immediately, I'm sorry, Father. I got overwhelmed. I just, you know, please forgive me, you know. But anyway, next one up. Um, I'm only going to play a minute or so of this because it goes on for a long time. But this is, uh, again, uh, a person by the name of the Honorable Mr. Bailey. I don't know who this guy is, but it's irrelevant. He's testifying in Congress, and let's listen to what he's saying, and you'll kind of get the gist of it real quick. In May of last year, Missouri partnered with the state of Louisiana and private plaintiffs to file a landmark lawsuit against dozens of officials in the federal government to stop the biggest violation of the First Amendment in this nation's history. My office obtained more than 20,000 pages of evidence detailing extraordinary censorship efforts by a variety of officials within the federal government. My office also deposed key witnesses, including Dr. Anthony Fauci and officials from the FBI, State Department, Department of Homeland Security, Office of the Surgeon General, and the CDC. The evidence that we've uncovered only begins to scratch the surface of these First Amendment violations. The lawsuit is about obtaining truth and accountability. 
Last month, a federal judge heard oral argument on a motion for preliminary injunction filed by plaintiffs in this case. The judge expressed skepticism over many of the federal government's responses to queries posed by the court, even likening the situation to George Orwell's novel 1984. Concerns have been noted by the United States Supreme Court. Justice Gorsuch recently opined that federal officials may have pressured social media companies to suppress information about the pandemic policies with which they disagreed. The 20,000 plus pages of documents my office has uncovered reveal that Justice Gorsuch's suspicions are in fact a sobering reality. The government's strategy to suppress speech in violation of the First Amendment is threefold. First, officials attempt to harm big tech companies by threatening to remove their legal protections or by issuing statements deeply harmful to the company's public image. Second, backed by previous threats, officials communicate behind doors with tech, flagging specific speech that officials dislike and badgering the companies to suppress that speech. All right, and that goes on for another 10 minutes, and um, <clears throat> it's it's pregnant. The, the entire video is pregnant, and if you want to find it and listen to the whole thing, it's published by Blaze TV on YouTube. They're not filtering it yet, uh, and um, but you could probably just type into any search engine. But this is live on. This is actually on YouTube, so you, so you could go to Blaze TV. Uh, but the title of it is Boom, O-O-M, B-O-O-M, colon, Illegal Government, that's, that's G-O-V apostrophe T, Censorship Collusion with Big Tech Exposed. Now, I listened and played for you on this program several audio uh, bites from various lawmakers during the Twitter files uh, uh, inquiry and in the House of Representatives. But again, just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, hold on a second. It looks like Glenn Beck is calling in. Hold on. It's, it's his line. It's definitely his line. Yep. Nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. You're right, Mr. Beck. <laughs> okay? Uh, it's true. Isn't it funny? All of these congressmen and important honorable judges and Supreme Court and all these, and nothing happens. Nothing ever happens. All right, time to go through the rest of the news, which is pregnant and overflowing. My cup overflows with end times news. Here we go. The United Nations is planning to seize global emergency powers with Biden support. And, of course, we are all aware of this. So we've got the United Nations Treaty. for, And basically the way that reads is that for any event that they deem bad, okay, they can come in with their forces as the United Nations and uh, infiltrate your country and shoot people. I mean, really, that's the way it breaks. I'll break it down. All right, praise God. Next one up. All right, this is from Sputnik News. Fahrenheit 451, question to mark. Sweden swamped with applications to burn religious scriptures. Sweden has long hesitated over whether to allow the burning of religious writings with contradictory considerations of the free of free speech, religious tolerance, and political gains and losses uh, loses all weight, uh, weighted against one uh, losses uh, weighted against one another. This time, applications to burn the Bible and the Torah are filled along with additions to the Quran. So anyway, burn, burn, burn. <sighs> anyway, next one up. 
get lots of Bibles. Um, by the way, if you, if you, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but you could like buy cases of New Testaments, literally a box. You, you get a big box. It would be like, you know, three and a half feet across, two feet tall, uh, you know, a box. And you can order, it's a case of little, you know, like a hundred New Testaments for pretty cheap. Uh, probably coming quite handy in the days to come. All right, praise God. Next one up. Did you know that there are going to be three eclipses that will combine to create a giant Aleph over in America? And this is from Michael Schneider. Uh, and so he is pointing out that this uh, Aleph uh, is um, basically it's two crosses or whatever. But um, long story short, he's pointing to the fact that this is going to be consummated in the year 2024. And he is implying that it may have very significant biblical meaning and times biblical meaning. Now, now, uh, I don't know that it will or nor not. I have no opinion in regard to that. I am definitely keeping my eye on 2025. I have a hunch. I don't know why. And I don't like having to wait that long. But I have a feeling our flight leaves in 2025. It's just a feeling. Please don't take it to the bank. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Just Tuck it away in your little pouch of hope. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. RT, uh, Russia Today, uh, uh, headline reads, Go to hell, Ukraine tells anti-cluster bomb German uh, member of parliament. Okay, so if you haven't heard about this, so, that's oh, just so sick. So the United States is sending uh, cluster bombs, lots of them over to the Ukraine. It's not bad enough they send chemical weapons, biological weapons, the means to distribute them, which supposedly they are already doing. Uh, but now they're going to send them cluster mun uh, munitions, and uh, those are bad. If, if you go on YouTube and watch what they do, it's no wonder they're banned like it's in gazillion treaties. All right, next one up. We do not support, we do not support world leaders turn against Biden for giving Ukraine cluster muni uh, ammunition, cluster munition. So I don't know who all of those different uh, world leaders are, but uh, if my suspicion is correct, it's probably the a teeny weeny little bitty group uh, that are, maybe have not um, sold their soul to the devil yet. All right, praise God. Next one up is this little ditty. I'm going to play this. This is, uh, well, I I'm just going to tell you, I'm not even going to play it. I'm basically, it's, it's this, this entity that refers to itself as Biden. We all know it's not Biden. We all know what it is. Okay, that's why it has the rubber mask on and it has the reptilian eyes and all that and black eyes and doesn't blink and all the other weirdness. But anyway, he basically says, yeah, yeah, we're going to send cluster bombs over to Ukraine because they're running out of ammunition, he says, which is, you know, about as smart as um, frog poop. <laughs> okay. Is that okay, kids? Is frog poop all right? Okay. I, I, I guess that one passes the Joe Rogan test. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Next one up. Washington Examiner. House investigator warns that UFOs are beyond control in our military airspace. Hmm. House investigator. They're out of control in our military airspace. Hmm. I find that, well, very interesting. 
No, not so much. I've known about it for years. Anyway, praise God. But at least it's getting out into the public. Uh, you know, on, on you know, Washington Examiner is a very heavily read uh, magazine. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Or newspaper, whatever you want to call it. All right, source of media. And next one up. World Net Daily reports major United States radio network blasted for left-wing bigotry. National Public Radio is getting called out for its left-wing bigotry after it takes uh, 23% of its budget from the American taxpayers and then willingly offends significant numbers by promoting LGBT ideology and abortion. All right, and anybody surprised? You surprised, Mr. Nothing Beck? happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. Next one up. Crimean Bridge attack. Confession shows that Zelensky and the United States no longer are pretending to be the good guys. So, again, basically Russia is putting out a, a remarkable amount of evidence. I, You know, I, I, guess what, I guess really they're just hoping to reach as many people as they can. And many, many people are beginning to wake up. So that's uh, that's a good thing. I, I personally, I wish there were more shape shifting reptilians walking around the streets. And I don't think they would. You know, the the, wake, the speed of the wake up would be remarkable. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Egypt to host Sudan summit as the United Nations warns of full-scale civil war. So, again, we got this stuff going on. I just wanted to uh, throw that in there because it's going on all over the world, and uh, we don't really get exposed to the vast majority of it. Next one up. World Net Daily reports that nearly 10,000 baby, babies were saved by pro-life law in one state alone. Okay, and then next up – reports what the question mark state senate rejects all capital letters ban on trafficking baby body parts the state senate rejects a ban on trafficking baby body parts state of maine next one up ukrainian counteroffensive head for you know when i when, when i when i when I'm like watching reruns of Cheers or something to like disconnect from all this creepy stuff, and then I see an article like that, I, I mean, sometimes I don't even want to put it into the news because I'm sitting there bawling when I'm assembling the show notes, and I'm just so disgusted. Anyway, whatever. We we got to trudge through it. We got to trudge through it. Praise God, because all of these things weave together a tapestry, as horrible as they are, to help us to understand how close we are to leaving that little red dot. That's important. Next one up. Ukrainian counteroffensive headed for disaster, says uh, ex-United States Marine. Which, by the way, it's, it's, there's so many people out there. This particular person is uh, Undersecretary of Defense Colin Call. But anyway, the point is, it, it's not a secret. The only ones who are keeping it a secret are the entities from the bowels of Sheol. These shapeshifters, these fallen seraphim, that's what it is. Those are the ones. But there's so many of them. See, that's the thing. The movie They Live, it is prophetic. Next one up. The Telegraph reports Britain is drilled to accept lockdown in the future pandemics, according to their – so basically they're they're saying that if they have to lock down Great Britain, they'll all just kind of be okay with it. I'm like, What? I don't know. Is this like a DNA thing from World War II getting bombed? I don't understand that kind of mindset. Anyway, next one up. 
France to boost military support for Ukraine by preparing new deliveries. So now France is putting together more military packages to send over to keep the never-ending war never-ending. Okay, next one up. Russia Today reports United Nations nuclear watchdog chief meets with, uh, with protest in South Korea. So again, we've got, got nuclear protests, all this kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, they're, they're fussing because of nuclear submarines that are being given to these different countries, but these are not – it's the propulsion system. That's all it is. It's just the propulsion system. Next one up. Long Island shark attack on record, setting pace after five swimmers were bit so far this summer. Boy, this is just like right out of, right out, right out of the movie Jaws. And uh, the animals of the earth as the force seal ends in its last clause. All right, praise God. Next one up. Irish farmers outraged over government plans to call 200,000 cows to meet climate goals. This is ridiculous, but what are we going to do? They've already put graphene oxygen in the water supply. All right, praise God. Next one up. All right, Natural News reports rigged. Members of the British media have already written articles blaming Russia for a dirty bomb attack in Ukraine that hasn't even happened yet. That's how sure they they were. The question is, is it still coming? Next one up. Ten times like massive dust cloud headed straight for the United States may, uh, may dim the sun and cause red skies, according to this report. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Nation's largest teachers union votes to officially promote child sex changes. Yeah, you did hear me right. Next one up. Russia Today reports Poland deploys troops to Belarus border. Now that calls for this. Now, it isn't that Poland, the Ukrainian army is destroyed. It's gone. And if there's any remnants of it left, it's just remnants of people limping around. And, you know, all of these are all, it's a proxy war now. And Poland is big on this. So now it's like they're just, they don't care. They're just rolling tanks right across the borders, directly in. So again, um, it, they're doing everything they can. Uh, you know, they just need—I well, I don't even want to get into it. Everybody knows they need—they need a Pearl Harbor thing. All right, praise God. Next one up. Our Father, our Father who art in heaven, is now problematic. English state church leader claims Christian prayer might offend offend those suffering from an op. Impressively patriarchal world, Archbishop of York has said. The Lord's Prayer is now problematic. Hmm. Next one up. Florida is under a malaria alert, and there are now more cases of mosquito-borne illnesses. And, you know, now I've got people from my family sending me text messages. Oh, no, there's malaria down there. It's, just, it's the same thing when, whenever a hurricane grazes Florida. It's like they're, they're like, oh, no, John, he's, he's going to die. They're, 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 they float out into the middle of the, you know, whatever. It's, but the question is, what is the percentage? Um, anyway, I still wouldn't want to go out and invite it. All right, praise God, thank you. But I have hydroxychloroquine, the once-a-day pill. The problem is I don't have enough. Can, do, is there a such thing as enough uh, of any of that stuff? Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine? 
No, I don't think there is. A, I think we all need like a thousand pills. How about that? All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Today, first ever malaria vaccine set for rollout in Africa, according to the World Health Organization. Oh, well, what do you know? The first ever. Oh, boy. Next one up. Hundreds of sea lions and dolphins die from toxic California algae bloom that may spread to the Bay Area. Hmm. Interesting. I've heard that happening in Florida a lot, but not in California. Next one up. Extreme heat wave bound for Phoenix and Southwest could be the worst one ever. And they're already having like 115, 127. I think I saw 127 for Death Valley. Uh, but that's actually not um, the record. The record for Death Valley, I think, was 151. Uh, but anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it, the, the, when you look at the planet X weather effects on planet Earth, you have to look at the Earth. You can't look at – you don't just look at temperature. You don't just look at this. You don't you don't pigeonhole. You don't take pieces of the weather and, and and then look at them statistically, which is exactly what the climate deniers are doing. Oh well, I've looked into this and the weather and it was actually this many degrees. No, you have to look at the whole earth. You have to look at the whole state of the entire planet and what's going on and then you see it. The problem is the reptilians are using the information to claim that it's global warming being caused by CO2, which we all know is the biggest pile of poppycock and boulder dash they, that any entity on the earth has ever come up against. Uh, but, but what's so scary is that there's actually people who believe it. We're, you know, if, if the earth is doomed by any generations, it's Gen X and Gen Z. Because they don't even know who the first president of the United States was. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, anyway, next one up. CNN host says we should yield to government censorship demands. So they're coming right now. They're planting seeds now. They're all talking about it. Yes, it's it's really good. All this censorship is really really good because we we don't really they're trying to whatever. It's just it's it's Nazi Germany. It is literally World War II on repeat. World War II on repeat. Next one up. Raging flash floods are hitting Zaragoza, causing widespread damage in infrastructure to cops across Spain. Next one up. Pope Francis picks notorious pro-LGBT clerics to participate in October Synod, synod on Synodality. I'm like, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't even want to know. And is that a surprise to anybody? Come on. You really just got to be lobotomized to see that as a surprise next one up all right secret documents published by order uh by order of the federal court to prove that pfizer the the fda and fact checkers all lied when they said that the toxic graphene oxide was not inside the covid19 vaccine and I happen to have a copy of the white paper, the medical paper, in PDF format. And sure, dag nabbit enough, it has under Section 3.4, Cryo-EM of PS2, uh, that it says, it says right here, it says, for twin strip tagged PS2 for scientific symbol, purified protein at 0.5 milligrams per milliliter were applied to gold uh, quantifoil R1.2 slash 1.3 300 mesh grids freshly overlaid with graphene oxide. 
Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, white paper's out there. Parents organizations opposed to child transgenderism are blocked from opening bank accounts. Parent organizations opposing child transgender transgenderism, allowing children to undergo life-altering transgender medical procedures, has been blocked from opening bank accounts at Metro Bank, according to reports. Hmm. Sounds like social credit scores kicking in pretty fast. Next one up. Uh, PETA, PETA, uh, you know, the, the, the animal people, rewrites the book of Genesis and, so, and says, and creation account to erase the beautiful type picture of Jesus sanctified as the only begotten Son of God. So they're already rewriting the Bible. We've, we've, I've read articles uh, that they're using artificial intelligence to rewrite the Bible. And the, re- the reason why they're doing it is because artificial intelligence, so they can go in there and put in keywords and things, and it'll do the job for them really, really fast. Okay, so, yeah, it's pretty sick and twisted. And you know what, folks? I, I, Christians are pretty gullible. Christians are pretty gullible. I'm not going to get into it, but I'm telling you, folks. They are. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, have mercy upon us all, please, in Jesus' name. Next one up. Tyson reintroduces antibiotics into chicken after pledging to remove them in 2017. So they're now injecting the chickens. Tyson, remember that name. Remember the name Tyson. Because there's other places. Purdue hasn't said anything yet. I wish there was a place you could go and find out who has succumbed to the creepy reptilian graphene oxide injections. Next one up. Body parts are strewn around the state capital outside of Mexico City, apparently left by a violent cartel. By the way, that you could do like like a 12-hour radio show on just the really sick, evil violence from the cartels down in Mexico. It's like, why would anybody want to go down there? I mean, like, they, they even warn you. Like, you know, like, if you go to, like, you know, the love boat, da-na-na-na-na-na, and you pull into, like, they, they tell you when you go to the resorts, stay on the resort. Do not leave the resort. <laughs> like, wow, I want to go to that country. Next one up. Mothers attacked by baseball bat-wielding children as San Francisco crime wave intensifies. Baseball bat-wielding kids. Next one up. Severe flooding hits China. Three provinces report some of the worst flooding in 50 years. It even says $575 million worth of losses at this point. All right, praise God. Next one up. From the Hill, China is in default on a trillion dollars in debt to United States bondholders. Okay, because that's how we would in treasury bonds. And it says, will the United States force repayment? Well, first off, they can't. There's so much behind all this. Again, it's another 12-hour show. China pretty much owns the United States. They own it. They own it. They've bought it. They bought the con- the companies are owned by them. It's unbelievable. If you do some, it takes a lot of time, folks. It really does to take a lot of time to try to figure out how much China owns and assets in the United States. But it is untold. It probably trillions and trillions of dollars worth of stuff. Con- um, state parks, corporations. It's unbelievable. I mean, we're owned. When when Red Dawn occurs, they're just coming to collect the debt. I mean, really, when it comes right down to it. 
And when I say Red Dawn, I mean it's going to happen. Are we going to be here for Red Dawn? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there are some prophetic words, and again, God changes his mind. He relents, so we don't know for sure some of the prophetic words that were given to the Lord uh, back in the 70s and early 80s, etc. Some of that stuff might not come true, because God does relent. He does answer prayers. We don't know exactly, but, but Red Dawn? Oh, no, we know that one's coming. That's coming for sure. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I joke around with the, the uh, listeners that are friends of mine up in, uh, you know, Ontario, Canada. And I'm like, you know, be sure to give me a call, uh, you know, when, when you see the T90, uh, to, you know, T- TU-92 bombers uh, the, uh, going overhead or whatever, because uh, they're going to make a lot of noise. Those things are loud. Even if you can't see them, you'll hear them. Okay, you're going to hear a lot of motor sounds in the sky, even if it's cloudy, and you will you'll you'll look up and go, man, what is that? And you'll know. And then people that know me up in Canada, uh, to heck with the uh, the uh, cell phone charges. Just call my phone. <laughs> I want to know when, uh, you know, when the uh, parachutes are going to start falling from the sky. I'm so glad. I need to brush up on my Mandarin. Thank you for coming. All right. I don't know. Whatever. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anyway, um, so we are getting very, very close to bringing on brothers in. I, I, I don't, I, I uh, don't, I know that we got a confirmation, and we, and, and we never miss joy. But sometimes Zen, it, it, you know, can make it, and sometimes he can't make it. I'm hoping he can. So I'm going to be watching for him uh, much more carefully this time because he was running late on the last show, and I, and he, I guess he didn't realize he was sending me text messages. But unfortunately, I can't. My, my, I got too much going on. You know, things are – you have to kind of like be in the Golden JIB studios and see it, – it's kind of like Cape Canaveral. Okay, I've got computer screens surrounding me and a panorama, and, and things are going on all over the place. And I'm not like sitting there – you know, my, I don't have my phone. I, I've got things – okay, for example, I have this thing called – oh, what is it called? I'll, I'll tell you. You might want it. I just got to find it. Hold on. La, 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 la. Okay, the name of the app is called Polite, P-O-L-I-T-E, Polite. And for free, with very little commercial interruption, it will allow you to set up times when your phone sound is turned off. Well, I don't want, you know, my you know, nieces up in Pennsylvania worried about malaria, you know, text messaging me throughout the show or whatever. And there's a lot of, you know, even people that used to be regular listeners of the show, they forget when the shows are, you know, a lot of them don't, they don't work day jobs. So they lose track. People that don't work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they, they lose track of time real fast. They, they do. They don't remember what day it is. Okay. And, 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 and even then, you know, and then I've got, you know, my phone would be going, all throughout the entire program, so I t- I set my polite app to uh to for the radio show times for the prayer vigil for Wednesday night for Sunday night, and then as soon as you know right before the radio sh- show starts it mutes all sound on my phone and it keeps it off during the entire radio show, and then from 10 p.m. until 
8 a.m. I have it muting because I want to sleep. There's one reason. And then the other reason is um, prayer time. I don't want to give, look, you know, the devil will do anything he can to interrupt your prayer. And if you have ever listened to how Satan stops your prayers, combat in the heavenly realm. Misnomer, admittedly, it should say, and it does say spiritual realm inside the actual white paper. But if you have not read that yet, at least three times, you're missing out. It is probably the single most important white paper ever written to Christianity since Genesis 1. One. Okay? That's how important. How Satan stops our prayers, combat in the heavenly realm. I would argue that is the greatest gift our Heavenly Father has given us for this season, especially. It explains all the weirdness. It explains all these people that are on the seven mountains that believe they're talking to Jesus. They're going off into a fake heaven, and they have no idea that there's a fake heaven. They don't know. They think they're in the real heaven. They think they're sitting with Jesus. They really do. But but it, it, Saint Lucifer has, has mocked up a fake heaven. That's where all these people are going, and they don't realize that they're going there. And the vast majority of Christians have no idea that the, the vast majority of their prayers are never going to make it to heaven, unless they're speaking in tongues. That's the problem. These entities have the ability, and it's in the white paper, it's undeniable. And it also explains why so many Christians are tricked into thinking that they're hearing from God when they're not. And these are things that we need to know, especially now. Because remember Jesus, I'm not quoting it exactly, it's what I call here a Jesus, there a Jesus, everywhere a Jesus, Jesus. We are entering into that time right now. I, I read several articles. The creepy stuff that is going on, especially over in Europe, is just – it is – I don't even like thinking about it. I don't, I, there, there are visuals just from the photographs on the articles that I wish I could expunge from my brain. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. On that note, let's go ahead and see if we have uh, Sister and Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh and also Brothers and Gar- – oh, we got them both. Hallelujah. All right, let's bring on uh, Sister Joy. Hey, Joy and Zen. Hi, John. Zen, are you there? Hey, Joy. Zen, we got you. Hi, brother. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm glad. How you doing? How, how are you both doing? I'm doing right. good. You hang I'm always looking forward to be part of your show. <laughs> Thank you. Zen, you feeling pretty good? We're getting close, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, our, doing great. I'm telling you, brother, you know it. You can feel it, man. They're seeing reptilians on airplanes now, for crying out loud. This is great. I wish I wish there would be a one representative shape-shifting reptilian on every single flight in the entire world. What better way to wake people up, for crying out loud? Hallelujah! That, that, that is the, that's the stuff that gets me excited. Klaus Schwab and his CBDCs can just go bark up a tree. I want more reptilians. <laughs> I'm afraid they're probably, probably part of the reptilian. <laughs> well, I I I, I, I want them. 
I, I, you know, I don't want the ones that uh, that, that, that 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 have plenty of uh, uh, shape shifting stuff. I, I want the ones that can hold their shape. I, those are the ones I want on the planes. <laughs> uh, anyway, gotta have well, something to be excited continue about. To hold, yeah, they're not going to continue to hold their shape. I mean, that's the one thing that that is going to be brought forth is that they are. These real entities, just like the whistleblower has tried to tell the world by saying that they're different, they're not human, that kind of thing. But they, they have the ability to shape shift. I mean, you know, when you think about what Scripture even said about the regular angels, uh, when they came down to see Lot and his wife, they looked like men. When they saw Abraham and Sarah, they looked like men. So their ability to change and walk among us. And even scripture says to entertain you know strangers because you can be entertaining angels. So they they have the ability to to look human and then to not be human. But I think that they really will manifest and show that because um when this whistleblower came out and was willing to tell the world and I'm still like in shock that that didn't make the biggest headlines ever that we've got somebody really saying that we are not alone and these things are right here with us. It's not like they're sitting out there on some planet that we just went by with some, you know, type of a spacecraft and we saw them. We're talking about something that's right here with us that's manifesting in our skies and that we cannot keep up with because everything that I've ever seen that's up there in the sky that's unexplainable is far more advanced than what we have here. And I think that uh, once all this comes out, that's why NASA went ahead and hired priests, you know, to to break us in with astrobiology to let us know that, hey, you're not along with the biology behind it and whatever. I mean, the, the truth about them being fallen angels and demonic beings will never be brought forth. It's going to make them, everybody's going to make it look like that they are our space brothers. And they've come back, and they've come here to do this, this, and this, and they're far more superior. I had a uh, person the other day was telling me about a friend that they had that was, I think, on Coast to Coast uh, not too long ago. And they started explaining that it was not entities from the Pleiades and that it was literally fallen angels and demonic beings that had been with, you know, here with us from the get-go. And they cut him off in midstream of the discussion. And I remember when I was on George Norris' show years ago, and I brought up about the pineal gland and how the transmissions would be connected to the pineal gland and how serious that was because you could talk to somebody in their heads telepathically and connect them up like antennas. You know, and that was the beginning of me discussing what my new book is about way back then because I was seeing the technology that we were going to have. And they did the same thing to me. I was supposed to be on for four hours. They went to a break immediately, and the guy says, thank you very much, Dr. Pugh. And I said, excuse me, I'm supposed to be on for three hour, three more hours. Click. The same thing. So yeah. I think that. The right people know exactly what they're having on their shows, and if somebody deviates and starts telling the things that you and I and Zen know, then they won't let us discuss it because that's not where they want to go with it. I mean, I found that out when I was on the History Channel. 
I went up there and filmed two different times. I mean, for hours and hours and hours of them asking question, 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 just one right after the other in the green room and filming that stuff. And then when you see what they actually cut out of everything that I said to put in those documentaries, they sway it toward, toward a degree of angle that they want to present. So you have to be careful. It's no different in Scripture. If you've got Scripture that says this, this, and this, if you cut it out and just pick parts of it out, you can make Scripture say anything. And that's what I'm afraid that they're going to be doing. And if people are not aware that we are in the end of days and these beings are from the abyss and that they've come to do their thing and support the coming Antichrist, which everybody's going to think is the Messiah, and promote us toward this world currency and, um, you know, uh, unified consciousness, where you're connected like a beehive and taking us back to the Tower of Babel, then you're going to be caught unaware. And I know that, you know, you and I and Zen have been trying to screen this to the masses for years. This is not something that we did not know that was not going to come. We we saw these things because we were researching these things and we saw the technology, the capability, and what the evil side is up to. And that's the one thing that I think that the churches have really not helped the their masses of people who have been very dedicated to their churches. It's not informing them and giving them the knowledge that they needed to know about what is coming and how serious it is. And that's one thing, I mean, you know, I always wonder why Scripture said my people perish for lack of knowledge. But, you know, in the past it maybe wasn't as important but John today, not understanding this, will make you get sucked in to taking that mark of the beast. And you will be sucked into it because of the mob mentality and all this UFO stuff and, you know, alien beings manifesting. They're going to start manifesting because they can move from the spiritual world into our physical world. They are not beings like us where we're earthly until we pass away. We can, you know, our spiritual body steps out. And then we're in that spiritual realm. But these these things are already not able to die. So they are in a spiritual, physical, they can do whatever they want to. And so it's going to look like they have a lot more capability. They're going to be able to do things. I mean, even Antichrist is supposed to be able to bring fire down from heaven. And like I always said, this is a really planned situation because all these years, the Catholic Church, when um, when Mary would cry or Jesus would bleed, people would look at those statues and they would make pilgrimages all across the world to see that happen, and some claiming that they were healed and miraculously went through whatever and being a part of that. So can you imagine a man claiming to be the Messiah and doing these healings and bringing fire down from heaven and then all these beings that don't look like us manifesting? I mean, it's the perfect setup. It's the it's a perfect crisis to indoctrinate the mind into forming an allegiance and under mob mentality. It is the perfect setup, and I think that you know us three are aware of that. But I'm really concerned about the people in the churches who don't even they haven't even caught the concept yet that UFOs are real. We call them UAPs now, unidentified aerial phenomena. But, you know, I can remember when I first started seeing these things years ago when I was eight years old and knowing 
well, that's definitely not something from around here. I mean, I was old enough to see it, see my dad's reaction, and then for years, you know, watching the skies and being able to see a lot of these things, kind of up close and personal on some of them, and knowing that is not something that we are able to even get into and ride around in because our bodies under the G-forces could not, you know, tolerate it. And then, you know, there was a lot of concept that maybe they had figured out to how they could do like a anti-gravity thing within the ship so that you didn't have the G-force. These things have been with us from the get-go. And I, I really am concerned that, you know, back in the day, if I brought up anything like this on the church house grounds or whatever, and somebody, let's say, saw something, and I had many people over the years that knew that I was studying this, and, of course, we all got laughed at. I mean, we all three have been laughed at because of this stuff. But, you know, they would know I was studying this. And what would be funny to me was that you would have a deacon come and go, can I just talk to you just for a minute? Um, I was doing this the other night and out working, and this is what I saw. Can you help me understand what I saw? These things have been being seen by a lot of people. But they were afraid to open their mouth because of people like John Mack and other people who were in professional positions who lost their tenures and everything else for trying to bring the truth to the table. Thank goodness we three didn't have to deal with that, and I think that's one reason why God put me on the pathway that he did, that he gave me a platform to be able to talk about this without losing a job or losing out on something. Um, but it, it, it's still a very real thing, and I think that the churches are going to really suffer because people in the churches who have been very dedicated don't have the mind prehension to take all of this in, like, all at once. I mean, we've been studying this a long time. Like I say, my first UFO experience was when I was eight years old. So, you know, I'm, I'm like 66 years old. I've been watching this stuff, reading this stuff, studying this stuff for a very long time, so it doesn't catch me off guard about anything that's being said. But in, in, the, in the churches, it's going to really rock some people, and um, that's what they're hoping. Um, they, they proved it with the pandemic, and, um, and they got everybody set up to just run, do whatever happens because they get very scared. And I'm going to tell you, these things, these beings are ugly. They are evil, and um, when they manifest, it's going to be a mess. Yeah, that's uh, – I, I got one thing to say to that. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Data inaccurate. Does not compute. Does not compute. <laughs> That's basically what's going to happen to all churchianity. <laughs> They're going to be well, like, I mean, yeah, you that's, know, why I, they, that's why they, yeah. that's why they hired that astrobiologist. You know, it, well, here. It, they're, they're, they're weaning everybody, too. I mean, now they're talking about it very openly. Uh, it is. It used to be you had to go to some weird alternative media site or something that, you know, like UFOs are us or whatever. And now you've got the Washington Examiner, the Hill, uh, the Pentagon coming out with, uh, you know, officials placed in, you know, their actual role, their actual job description is to, um, uh, you know, to – 
I don't know, talk about UFOs. You know, they're actually specific positions. I mean, you, you even had – when Trump was doing his thing, he, you know, is all proud about the – you know, the co- – what do they call them? The cosmic group or whatever? I don't care. But anyway, mm-hmm. in the Bible, Luke 21, well, 21, 26, I don't – you know, call me crazy, but, you know, it says men's hearts failing them for fear. Yes. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken, you know, and I'm like, to me, that sounds pretty clear. If they're coming on the earth and men's hearts are failing them for the, because of the things that are coming upon the earth, on the earth, well, they weren't, well, A, they weren't on the earth. If they're coming on the earth, they weren't on the earth. You got you got to get your perspective right. Okay, yes, there are a bunch of them that are on the air, but there's a whole bunch more coming this way. Let me tell you what. Yeah, it's gonna get yeah. ugly. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. I I I I my one of my greatest frustrations is when I I look at things sometimes mathematically, and I, I can't you know there's no statistics or anything. And I'm glad that more and more people are waking up. I think that's wonderful. But when you look when you look at say two billion, it t- it takes a human being thirty four years to count the one billion. Okay, and the claim is that there's two billion people who think they're Christians. Okay, and that includes a bunch of people that think that just because they well, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. But two billion, you take the number two billion. What percentage of those? are even believe in such thing as a reptilian. It, most of them, in fact, don't even believe the Bible itself. They don't, they don't read it. They don't understand it. They don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit. They don't understand uh, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit in Second Corinthians. Um, I'm sorry, my bad. First uh, Corinthians uh, chapter uh, uh, 12. They don't, they don't understand these things. They, they don't even get yeah. it at all. They're, they're, they're not prepared for what's coming. Zen, did you want to jump in on this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I remember the show that you were talking about, Dr. Joy, when you were on with uh, George Norrie, and then they came back and cut you off. And I remember yes. specifically also that you were talking about the serpent seed and the uh, the two bloodlines and how they were different, and that also I think was you know truth that they did not want to bring up or let people yeah. know about or share. And you know that's something I that uh, we've been criticized and judged for for so very long. I I remember a long time ago also when we were invited to that conference there were all these speakers already <laughs> signed up and then yes. when they found out you I were um, they all backed out and so um it, it, it's just crazy how much people are against the truth uh, and you know there's been a lot of um as far as people starting to assimilate and to uh accept and embrace because it's undeniable. I mean, this is truth. Truth is truth. No matter, you know, how uh, people that if you study it, you read the word, it's going to come to you. The Holy Spirit is going to guide you, going to lead you. 
and you're going to be blessed in this service. And so uh, I think the more and more people study and actually read the scriptures, because, you know, you can't get pregnant from eating an apple. You're not going to have, you know, (laughs) there's not going to be between two bloodlines, the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent, if you've eaten a fruit, a pomegranate, grapes, figs, whatever you want to believe it is, you know, Eve was not a chaste virgin because she was sexually corrupted, and that's just the facts of the matter. And so once you can get over your indoctrination, get over, you know, your belief and everything that they've been uh, brainwashing you into believing as far as Sunday school and seminary, then you can start really uh, getting into the deeper aspects, the more esoteric aspects of the word, which tell us, you know, that even Satan, uh, he is that old serpent, that ancient dragon, and that, um, you know, the, they, this bloodline, they are the assassins, the murderers of the prophets from Abel Amen. to Zechariah. So, I mean, Amen. who killed Abel? His half-brother Cain. So this right. bloodline is Cain. It goes back to the garden. It's undeniable, but for whatever reason still, people are vehemently opposed to us and to the truth of this matter. And, I mean, it doesn't get any clearer than the enemy snuck into the garden and said the terror of the devil is the father of the terrors. I mean, come on, this red letter, you know, the scriptures, the Messiah related and revealed that I will utter secrets that have been kept since the foundations of the world. And this was part of that revelation. And so all the things that we see coming now, uh, and, you know, it reminds me of that movie, Independence Day, when mm-hmm. they're all on top of the building. I just watched that. Waving at the. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, they're, they're all waving and uh, holding up signs and cheering for, you know, the, the ancient aliens, the extraterrestrials to come and save them. They're having a big party. And then, boom, a beam goes mm-hmm. right through the building, destroys it. I mean, come on, you know, this, yeah, as much as the world is being indoctrinated, it's going to get worse. The scriptures tell us it's not going to be a golden age, you know, it's not going to be, you know, the the whole ascended masters and all of that. Uh, they're going to be buying into a lie. Yeah, I mean, your book, Be Smart, is perfect for this moment, this time, and people should get and read that. Um, that book and uh, and it'll give you all the gist of what's really going on, what's really coming, and what you really need to prepare for. So, I just always will believe that God really put that this this Be Smart book. You know, he he really prepared me to have this book at this time, and I thank you, Zen, for helping me do what God was directing me because now that it's done. It's just lining up everything so perfectly as to where we are headed so fast. And it is a concern of mine that people are not prepared for this. Even though we've been sounding the alarm for a long time, 
I think a lot of people that have been listening to us, oh, my gosh, I know they probably feel like they are so thankful that they listened. I have a really good friend that says to me many, many times, she'll say, you know, Joy, if you had not been a friend of mine and we had not talked about this in depth, she said, I would be so confused and not knowing what to do. But she says, because right. you have always been willing to share your knowledge with anybody who asked. I mean, it's not like I was going to say, oh, yeah, just buy the book. you got to buy the book or you got to do this. I've always right. been, just as you have, Zen, been on radio shows and talked about this research in great, great, great detail because I want people not to be fooled by Satan and end up making the wrong choice, taking that mark of the beast, and then going into hell for all eternity. I mean, the one thing that I think that right. you and Zen and I are really and have always been doing, we are watchmen on the wall. And we have given our livelihoods to try to change the way that people are viewing things so that they can see, that, like you mentioned, the real truth. Because if you don't see the truth, and I think that's when sometimes I feel like I'm screaming at the top of my lungs in some of the, these podcasts that I do, pay attention, wake up. You know, Satan is, 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 a, is about to really take over everything. And once he locks you in to this beehive mind through this, you know, Neuralink and the, and the um, Starlink satellites and all that's going to come down the pipe with the, the digital currency, I mean, when you cannot get your money, you just think about all the drug addicts out there who can't go, you know, an hour without a hit. They're going to be lined up to take that mark because they've got to have their money because they can no longer buy it on the street. It's got to be bought, you know, in a certain way and a certain way to, you know, get them off of it or whatever they're going to try to do with that. But they will line up. And then when you've got family members who need prescription medicines and I've been trying to tell people you need to be very aware that when this digital currency comes through that you will only be allowed certain medications and if you cannot be on medications you're going to be better off than needing something like that because if you need it and they don't want to give it to you without you taking that mark you're just going to be up the creek without a paddle so you don't need to be locked into as many things that they can say, you know, well, we're not going to give you that today because you've got to have the mark. I mean, it's coming down to a point that you cannot run, you cannot hide. And I know people will say, well, I've stored up this and I've stored up that. But like we've talked about before, they've been doing algorithms for how long now? I mean, Walmart can tell me what my favorite agenda items are. They know how many times I purchased it on my global thing that tells me every month, you know, all the what places I traveled, how many miles I went. It didn't matter whether I was driving my motorcycle, my bicycle, or my car. They need the difference between the three. So it's not something that you can get away from. If somebody thinks they can fool the Antichrist with this kind of technology that I've clearly put in this, this new book, Be Smart, you can not fool it because it's connected to your DNA. And and once you're connected like that, nobody but you has your song playing in your in your body. And that's the vibratory system that you are and you alone. And I can dial you up, I don't care if you're in the middle of a million man person, you know, army or whatever, I've got your number if I've got your DNA. 
no place to run, no place to hide. Well, yeah, and there's like a gazillion ways that they collect DNA without, you know, surreptitiously. I mean, we, you, none of us have any idea. I mean, you know, like for example, um, you know, I don't like, I don't, I don't care much. Well, it's a troubling topic. Let's just leave it at that. But, you know, I, I, I praise God that people are little by little, and I do mean little by little, starting to wake up about the. Um, you know the uh the the pedophile rings and things like that but you know what mm-hmm. what kind of makes me sad is knowing that that stuff has been going on for over well over 100 years um probably oh, yeah. longer than that so so the problem is people oh. are waking up to things that have been happening that have been that you know evil stuff that they've been doing like going all the way back to the priest of ball and stuff you know i yeah. mean um it's just it's horrible, and um, but I am glad that people are waking up to it, uh, little by little. I mean, but like, that's why I was, you know, tongue in cheek. But I really mean it when I when I said I hope there's a whole bunch of more, you know, repti- reptilians, you know, that manifest on airplanes. I, I do. I hope it becomes so overwhelming that they start talking on, about it on the five on Fox News. And you know what? I've even noticed if you listen carefully there's a lot more people out there like for example i have a clip of tucker carlson Mm -hmm. referring referring to the wef as our uh reptilian overlords (laughs) i said those words but the thing about it anybody that runs like klaus Schwab, elon musk all those people are connected to to one another and that's the thing like zen was talking about earlier if you don't get what happened in the garden and you get in your brain that that this snake, it doesn't say it was a snake. It says it was a serpent. There's a difference between a snake, a rattlesnake, and a serpent. And if you don't get that, what happened and how that Cain came into being and how all the beings after that, that's in Cain's lineage, turned out to be the, what they are and how those thoroughbred, this thoroughbred lineage of serpents are here with us. They look like us, but they're not of us, and scriptures told us that. It, in fact, it was so bad that, that God told his chosen people, going to the promised land, if you encounter these people, you kill every man, woman, child, and their animals. And I remember doing a podcast one time with a man that was kind of an atheist, and he's like, oh, I just can't deal with this, and I can't deal with your God because he, t- he just kills people for no reason, and he quoted that scripture. And I'm like, you're just not getting it. Those things that they encountered were not like totally human. They were literally mixed with serpent lineage. And so if you don't get that, you can't get the gist of any of the Bible. Because once you get the understanding of it, it's like the whole Bible goes, wow, look at all this. Well, you know what? you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right, and I I didn't mean to step on you, but um uh oh gosh, I got cars at the end of my driveway again, but anyway um uh, the uh, so but my point was this for me, it, while that is I would submit probably the single most important thing to understand what you're talking about the, the you know the, the 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 you know the seed is serpent and 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 the serpent bloodline that's bar none the single most important thing to get i i completely agree but for me what because we because we've covered so many esoteric subjects what what really 
had to happen for me to, to get my arms around things was to start looking at things on a uh, hmm. my cosmology had to change because I couldn't you know to me I can't look at the Spitzer Space Telescope I can't look at the, the Hubble and see trillions of galaxies out there and assume to me I would have to consider I, I just lobotomize me just go ahead and lobotomize me right now. Anybody tells me <laughs> with trillions of, with trillions of galaxies out there that there is no life out there, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, I, I won't say what I think, but let me tell you something. They're, they're definitely, uh, you know, a, a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich short of a picnic. But the point is this. When I look, my, when my cause, so I think about things like this. I said to myself, well, well, well the Bible says that, that, that the where we are right now is temporal. Okay, there's a scripture, I can't quote it exactly, but it says we where we live right now on this earth is temporal. In other words, it's temporary. Okay, and then um but 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 there's but we know that there's a spiritual realm around us that is eternal. Okay, and and uh and there's an eternal realm, we know that. Uh you know, just going pure biblical. But then I th- I thought to myself, well how how in the world can you have like shapeshifters? You know, and and and, and because obviously what they're doing is they're manipulating mass. But the problem is, scientifically speaking, we don't understand what holds mass together anyway, which is the whole reason why they created this concept known as the, the God particle. The reason why they called it God yeah. particle was not because that they believe in Jesus, but they needed to give it a name. But they were hoping hoping, which they failed miserably at, to identify something, some type of subatomic particle that would explain how mass is held together. But they still to this day, some of the most brilliant minds that have ever existed in the history of the world, I mean, my goodness gracious, the physicists, the the brilliance of some of these physicists to to understand that even even, uh, CERN could potentially create a black hole that the entire Earth would suck through and, and disappear into another you know, dimensional realm. You know, so so. But why am I saying all this? Well, I, this is my posit because I needed my cosmology to change. I needed I needed to understand why is there a four hundred thousand year old Sumerian kings list? Why? Who were the Anunnaki, and what, why were they looking for gold? Is that a true story? And then I thought to myself, of course it is, because but I, I, you know, you, you stitch it all together because you take the entire body of knowledge. as much as you can get your hands on, you read it like Zen did with Sons of God and Skyfall and all that kind of stuff, which is really good, and then the work that you've done, Joy, which is incredible. But my point is this. So then what I do is I take the stuff that you guys have done, and then I say, i got to go to the next level, or at least i got to try to come up with a posit, some type of a hypothesis as to how this stuff is working. Well, if we're in a temporary zone, okay, in other words, what – what we experience around us is not real. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says it's temporary. It's temporal. Okay? And, and it explains that eternity, where we're going with Jesus in heaven, is eternal. So, it's, so where we are now is temporary. Now, mm-hmm. Einstein, said, Einstein said, we live in a hologram, albeit a very convincing one. And what he was talking about was quantum mechanics, mm-hmm. quantum physics. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. we shrunk ourselves down to the size of a quark, which is a subatomic mm-hmm. particle, we would be right. able to travel right through a piece of granite and never even realize that there was any granite there. So we are, right. in fact, inside of a hologram. So when, when, then I thought to myself, wait a minute, shape-shifting now is not that big of a deal. 
to understand because all you have to do is put your head into uh, Star Trek Voyager. Imagine being on the holodeck. When they're on the holodeck and they're dancing with each other in the 18th century and they've they got harpsichords playing and all that kind of stuff on the holodeck, when you're in that holodeck, it's real. It's real. Okay? But they have the ability to manipulate that field, that particle physics holographic field, they, they can manipulate it and they can make the holodeck do all these different things. So the concept was captured in Star Trek Voyager. And I thought to myself, well, well if we're in a type of a holodeck, okay, and these beings are from outside of this holodeck, then might they not know how to manipulate mass? And isn't it fascinating they need the God particle, adrenochrome, to do it? Isn't that fascinating? I mean, it's sick and twisted when you think about what they have to do to, in order to be able to do it. And now they obviously mm -hmm. can't get enough of a supply. There's so many of them. They're, rub they're wearing rubber masks now. Okay, so the, obviously they can't. They're having the uh, Al Gore problem where he couldn't travel with enough of the stuff, you know, to keep his shape. Remember the airport incident? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Albert you got, Einstein tried to tried to say that it was a unified field theory. I mean, he he believed that every aspect of everything is held together by something, and he called it one. In fact, he said if we if whoever finds that unified field theory particle, they have the ability to control everything. And if you think about it. Everything is vibrating. The molecules are vibrating on each other. I mean, literally, it, what seems solid to us is not really solid. It's really not solid. So when if you can blow that apart, and think about the Philadelphia experiment. You know, there's a lot of people who doubted all of that, but that makes a good reason that they were using sound within that ship with magnets to try to move that ship. You remember from one port yep. to the other? And, and when it got back to the original port, the people who were on that as sailors ended up being embedded into the material. And the ones right. that lived to tell about it, they put them in mental institutions to keep them from telling what had happened. But they literally moved that ship from one port and then teleported it back. And the problem was is that you can't move physical like us who are, are physical beings with solid so right there they were trying to figure out how do you mingle flesh with uh metal and you think about what does it say in the end of days that the last uh empire is really clay and iron and essentially yeah. that philadelphia experiment was trying to see can you can you use a unified theory of moving two different aspects together and bringing it back and forth. And it clearly, at that point of the experimentation that they were trying to do, it did not work. But they knew at that point there was that ability to use vibration, which was those magnets, to try to bust those particles up in the solidness of the ship and also in the fact that a human being, that you are made up of atoms as well. And so when they mingled them together, then, like I say, some of them were stuck in the ship, 
you know, that we killed them immediately, and the other ones that lived to tell about it, they put them in mental institutions, and those people were trying to tell the truth. And we sent those people off, and no telling, probably had lobotomies and whatever to keep them from never telling about that experiment. But I'm yeah, no, very aware of that unified field theory. He's very aware talk. of it. And he said, he said it's going to, you know, whoever gets it can control everything because you can bust the particles up, put them back together, the whole nine yep. yards. Even think about when in Scripture where it talks about where I, I can't remember if it was Elijah when he saw that he could see into the spiritual realm and talked about all the armies going on around him. So literally what we uh. think we can see with our eyes, we only see – in the spectrum of light, like a, a third of it, and it's only in the certain colors, everything on the other side of us, we can't see it. But it can be right before us, just like a microscopic amoeba that you can't see without a telescope. You can't see it with the naked eye, but you can see it with a telescope. But it's real. It's really there. Same thing. I think they're all around yeah. us. Well, you've got the whole you got the whole Montauk thing. The movie the the movie um, Contact with Jodie Foster, as far as I'm concerned, is 100 percent absolutely yes. accurate. Um, the the power of I do not believe I'm not a Newtonian person. Okay, I don't believe in gravity, not at all. I believe that we live in a plasma universe and everything is electromagnetic, and they know it. it so is. our hologram electromagnetic. It's electromagnetic, and so when you have enough power, concentrated power, of electromagnetism, as they did with the Montauk chair, which was brought here by the Syrians, um, uh, which is an alien uh, uh, species, um, they, they, which is no, you know, uh, one of the guys that we bring on the show pretty regularly uh, was unfortunately uh, satanic, ritually abused as a small child, and he was forced as part of the member of the you know, he's bloodline. He's a bloodline Illuminati, isn't he? Name is Robert, and uh, he 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 ooh, he was one of the Montauk Chair kids, and they actually had him uh, travel. Uh, they, they were able to jack up the uh, electromagnetic power on the Montauk Chair so powerfully that that he was able to go to Mars. So um, you know, and he's not the only one. There's a Basagio, um, you know, Project Pegasus. Um, you've got so much. And it always involves incredibly large amounts of concentrated electromagnetic power. That's okay. Right. See, and, that's and, one of the things, John, that I mentioned in this book, Be Smart, is everything is electromagnetic. And like you say, they've known it all along, and that's how they're going to control us in the end. Oh, absolutely. And, um, and, to, and to some degree, I suspect – see, one of the things I like is that the Bible affords special protection to those who are obedient to the, to the Lord. Okay, so you've got Luke 10, 19, where the, you know, Jesus sent out the two by – you know, the unbelievers, you know, really, they were quasi-believers at best. Uh, and and, and he, he sent them out two by two, and he said, go out into the country and, you know, do this, that, and the other thing. And they came back, and they were all flipping out. They're going, oh, my gosh, even the demons respond to your name. This is even before Pentecost. This is before all of that. And, and, they, and, and Jesus looks at him. He says, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Right. Now, do you really think that Jesus was talking about snakes? No. no. He was talking about these dagnabbed tares, these, these entities, these beings right. from the serpent seed 
Yes. But the problem is, that's why Jesus would say all the time, he would say, if you can receive it. Can we relate to that? Zen, can you relate to that? Joy, can you relate to that? When Jesus would say, if you can receive it. If I had a dime for every time somebody came back to me three years after they originally heard me talking and said, boy, that guy is a raving lunatic. And then three years later, I would get an email and they would say, like, man, you know what? I used to think you were a raving lunatic. And I just wanted to tell you, look, man, I, you know, I, I am really impressed. Thank you for all the work that you're doing. You know, I just, you know, it's like they have an epiphany and then they come back like years they later do. and say, wow, they do, don't they? Yep. Right. They do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I've had the same thing happen. I've had the same thing happen to me. I was laughed on a show. A guy had a big show out in, I think it was Arizona. He wanted me to come on and really made a laughing stock out of that show years ago. And it wasn't two years later that man called me up, apologized, and he says, if you will come back on my show, I'm going to make a formal apology on air. I, find, I was like skeptical because I'm thinking, man, that guy was just really just hateful. And it was a really, you know, I, I said what I had to say. I told the truth about what I knew in, in my research. But, you know, John, he had me back on his show, and for one hour and a half, he did nothing but go back through the entire process of what he had done on the first show, brought up all that information, and re-announced how his feelings had changed and why. And he did a form, I'm talking about a formal hour and a half apology on his show. But it takes people seeing it and getting it. And not not getting off here in left field. It's just like with the, the serpent seed stuff. They've got certain things in their minds about it, but they're not willing to listen to what we're saying. And lots of times people say, oh, I've heard that before. And I, I'm like, no, unless you've heard John Zinn and I talk about this, you don't have the understanding about what we are trying to talk about this. Because we've been doing the research on it so long that it does not involve – Arnold Murray and the rest of the other people that have misconstrued and tried to make it look in one direction when it's not. And the biggest thing is like what you said. People need to get out of their heads that that snake in the garden was a rattlesnake. They have got to get it in their brains. This is the serpent, the old serpent that is still talked about in the book of Revelation. And those beings are here with us. They're not going away. To think anything else, you would have to figure that Jesus had some sort of fixation on snakes and scorpions, for crying out loud. I mean, he kept on bringing them up over and over and over and over and over again. You know what I mean? And it's like, so obviously it's a big deal. And right then? Right. Then, go ahead. Yeah, so we, we see that, you know, you are a brood of vipers. And then the whole Revelation 12, again, the mention of the that old dragon, that ancient serpent. And then when you look at um, in the material about the garden and what Dr. Joy said the, with the Nakash, the shining one, and how he was not a snake, but he was said to be, an upright reptilian humanoid able to speak and have a conversation with Eve. Um, I mean, you you understand the scriptures in a completely different manner. And all that we see now with regard to, you know, even like the 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 Sumerian, um, the pictographic 
uh, in even the the like Quetzalcoatl, the feathered serpent, Kukulkan, Pirocochi, yeah. you see all of these depictions of these feathered serpents, these reptilian pinion dragon entities. And so all of that made complete sense with what the Messiah was talking about at that time. When you have these spiritual eyes to see and to make sense of what uh, he was talking about then. Well, plus you you also have this this problem, uh, like um, you know I don't I don't want to name names. I'm not going to do that because I, I just you know I don't I don't believe in it, and the Lord told me not to. But I will. But I will talk about the behavior. So there's a person out there that is relatively well known. He's affiliated with a relatively well known uh, media source out on the internet. And I'll leave it at that. But he came out and said, "What's with all?" The title of his commentary or, or article was, "What's with all these claims about?" Reptilians, and he does a, actually a pretty darn good job of explaining all the way back to the ancient Sumerians and the different species of reptilian beings, and then Nagas and all these other, you know, all that kind of stuff. All right, and so, so, he, and he even mentioned the Nakash. He he spelled it incorrectly, but that's okay. But he did a pretty good job of laying laying out, you know, a, kind of like a, a historical rendition of what these things were, at least as far as the ancient texts were concerned, including the Bible. Now the problem is a lot of these people though they don't realize that these things are all around us <laughs> you know what i'm yes. saying amen you think it's a thing of the past it's not a thing of the past it's a thing of right now you know what i mean this is bad i mean for them <laughs> i'm not too worried about it but now if one of them parachuted down and busted through the roof of my house and started trying to eat me or something i don't think i would take too lightly to that but you know <laughs> But um, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I've heard, I have prophecy. I mean, uh, visions. Uh, one, one particular guy that came on the radio show had a had a powerful vision, and, and he said that the vision obviously had to be something from the Great Tribulation, or at least that's what he hypothesized. He said that they're all around us. He said that they are these. They there are actually humans on the earth. Well, they're not human, but they think they're human. Which, by the way, is interestingly captured in that V for visitors concept. Right. When you go back and you look at the first, mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. Where, where they were having a meeting underground yes. and the woman, she rips a rubber mask. You know, That's and right. I thought to myself, that isn't shape shifting. Why would you rip a rubber mask? And now, what are we seeing everywhere? Biden wearing a rubber mask. People all they're all they can't. Shape shift. <laughs> they can't get enough blood. They can't. So they're wearing rubber masks. Who would have thought those Mission Impossible movies were actually true? I mean, I thought the rubber mask thing on Mission Impossible was just totally Hollywood. And then I'm like seeing Biden wearing rubber masks every single day, and I'm like going, okay, this is getting creepy. <laughs> okay, they really are everywhere. Well, the thing about it is I think we can tell by the amount of pedophilia that's been going on in this world. I mean, you think about the Catholic Church and the pedophilia that's been happening. They spent over a billion dollars or more paying people off because of the abuse to children and everything else that they've taken advantage of. And then you look at the amount of bloodletting that even the uh, royal family was involved with as far as taking virgins and killing women and all kinds of stuff and drinking menstrual blood. I mean, this this is stuff that's historically correct. It's not like a conspiracy theory. 
And the more you look at that and you see how many children go missing every year and how many go missing in national parks and all kinds of weird things. And nobody's talking about that. We're talking about a huge number of children going missing all the time, and you don't ever hear a thing about it. They never find them. It is the weirdest thing, but when you understand that these beings have to have those kinds of pineal gland secretions and blood and adrenal clump, all that stuff, then it makes all the sense in the world why those people are being taken and you don't ever find them. And then when you get somebody that's a whistleblower, like apparently this guy that's come to you and is on your show, that they have been in these rituals where they bloodlet children. I mean, I I, I had a case that they I really looked at things. years ago, and that and this girl was in that same situation and came to me in just you know total secrecy to tell me exactly what went on in those particular things and how she had changed her name, her identity, just trying to stay away from anything and her being found. But that is some of the grossest stuff I think out of all the research I've ever done about how they traumatize those children with sexual, I mean, I'm talking about grown men sexually abusing these children like that to bring that adrenochrome and that that level of trauma to the point yeah, before they, the they kill them. Yes. Yeah, it's what's it splits the soul is what it does when they try. As a matter of fact, I think it's Nellis Air Force Base, but I'm not positive. It might be another one. But um, they have uh, entire warehouses full of babies inside of a wired crate or wired like chicken wire inside of these crates. Like, you know, and they, they the whole warehouse is just full of little babies inside of these wire crates they're called they they call them woodpecker woodpecker crates i think whatever but what they do is every so many minutes they electrocute all the babies and then all the babies start to scream um and what they're doing is they're splitting their souls um uh and and then and then they have satanic ceremonies to inject extremely powerful demons into the various soul rooms. So each of the soul rooms become an alternate personality, disassociative identity disorder. It used to be called multiple personality yes. disorder, but in reality, yes. they are individual. Just escalate. Yeah. Right, which is, which is uh, to, to Fritz Springmeier. Yes, um, when, when he, he wrote that whole thing, Fritz wrote the whole thing about Illuminati mind-controlled slaves, and, and that's all real. Mm-hmm. It's very sick, very twisted, but that's, the, the, these are the shooters. These are and, – and can you imagine how many of Generation Z are literally mm-hmm. children of those who were satanically ritually abused? We have generations right. of these entities. This is scary stuff. Zen, did you want well, to Well, when in? you think about – I'm sorry, I was just Go ahead, passing my... I was just going to say, when you think about that, when Jesus was here and he ran 2,000 of these demonic beings out of one person in a graveyard, that tells a lot. Well, think about this. Yeah, I was gonna... The book, David Icke's book, uh, The Biggest Secret, he has an entire chapter. It's entitled, Where Have All the Children Gone? Mm-hmm. And that's an old book. That's a very old. That's a pretty doggone old, old book. I think it's like 15 years old or something, maybe more. Mm-hmm. It's true. He says that the primary, the primary source from his research 
of children for these purposes are Catholic um, adoption agencies. That's right. Yes. It's pretty horrible. They've been doing that a long time. They take... They take young oh, yeah. girls that are pregnant, and they keep them in those places, and then they charge so much money to put those babies in families. I know that to be true. Well, yeah, and then what about so they the millions? they accessibility. What, I would have to assume it's millions is the number of children that are born inside the Santana communities. They, they never get registered right. with the hospitals. They're born of midwives. They they have no sure. social security mm-hmm. number. They never existed, and they and and they they literally it's like a baby, a gigantic satanic baby factory. John, if people really knew stuff that we all know, some people think that what we talk about is a bunch of conspiracy. But I'm going to tell you, this stuff is true. There's a lot of people can't deal with the thoughts of this stuff. And they just want to tune it out. But they better be paying attention to it because we are at the end of days. When, when well, God is allowing this to continue, we're talking about serious destroying of his human beings that are created in his image. I mean, if he would do what he did to Sodom and Gomorrah, well, that's why this is that, getting to the it. point that something's going to happen. So, there, so there's this young right. lady. Her name is Dr. Madej, M-A-D-E-G, and she has done some she, – she, I don't know. She was hooked up. She knew who to talk to, and the person knew, and they were insider, you know, kind of like uh, – they, they were a Satanist, and they were involved in all the creepy stuff. And she said to them, this individual, she said, why babies? What's this whole thing about them wanting to kill babies and dismember them and young children and all that? What's the deal? And, of course, this goes all the way back into the Old Testament and Molech and all that. But anyway, um, and probably even before that, but she she found out from this Satanist, and I, I had an epiphany when she testified about it. She said, the reason why is because they hate. And this is something most of us don't understand. They hate who they refer to as Adonai. They hate his mm-hmm. guts. They think Lucifer is the real God. Mm-hmm. And they are they hate anything that is made in his image. Mm-hmm. So they hate babies and the best way they can anger God is killing babies. And they know it. Amen. They hate God's Amen. guts. They hate him. And when when she said that on the testimony, I my mouth dropped open. It never occurred to me that the specific reason I I could have thought of biological reasons, adrenal chrome reasons. I could think of all the scientific reasons, but it didn't occur to me that it was a specific punch in the face to our heavenly Father, and that's why they do it. They hate his guts. And I'm like, oh and my God! And they're doing it to—they're doing it to innocence. You think about it. That is the yes. most innocent thing that's on this planet. The most innocent. So there is where it's made all it, being done. Made in His image. It's—it's it, it's one thing to be made in His image, but you, can you imagine how much more they hate them? Hate babies uh, made in His image that have the spirit of the living God inside them. 
You know, Genesis, uh, Genesis 2-7, you know, uh, the Lord God Yahweh Elohim, Hebrew, that's what it says. Lord God Yahweh Elohim breathed the Spirit of God, capital S, living soul, into the nostrils of Adam, Genesis 2-7. That spirit of God is breathed into every single baby that is from the the the, the, the not not the you know the, the actual uh, uh, God you know Adam and Eve God bloodline you know not not the serpent seed side okay they right. all when they have at conception boom the spirit of the living God is breathed into their nostrils and that's what get, that's what ultimately takes you back to the pituitary gland to your point and and and, and the that's adrenal right. column and all of that. That is why that it's the power of God. See, that's the thing yes, that we a lot is. of people don't connect. Adrenal chrome is the power of God. Which, by the way, also I've had I had somebody who was a preacher or whatever, and they were talking to me on the phone, and they're like, "No, no, no, I don't agree with that." And I'm like, I, I didn't care that they didn't agree. I knew they were wrong. Our emotions, our emotions are a. Um, product of the adrenochrome. That that of God is manifested in our emotions. Now, of course, we're supposed to control our emotions, but it is our emotions that because they these entities don't have emotions. They're essentially Mm-mm. emotionless. They're they're, they're very very dark and dark. You know what I mean? Um, they are not empathetic yeah. at all. They have no empathetic capability. Well, yeah, I even heard it. This one, there was this one lady who had a, a multiple encounters of the fourth kind, and she was, you know, entities. I, you know, I'm not saying benevolent. I'm not saying fallen angelic. I don't know, but she said that no, I think these were fallen angelic, actually fallen angels, because she said that the number one thing that they covet is our emotions. Mm-hmm. And then when you connect all the dots, emotions, ad- adrenaline. Did you know that epinephrine, the epinephrine shots that they, 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 you know, that they give to people to uh, when they get a snake bite or whatever, or they're allergic mm-hmm. to bee stings, they have that little pen, that little epinephrine thing, and they can jam it mm-hmm. into their leg to save their lives. Did you know that after mm-hmm. epinephrine gets past the age of uh, its shelf life, it oxidizes and becomes adrenochrome. Did you know that? There are nice. actually scientific papers out on the Internet. I know it's amazing. It's a very natural it's, – it's the God spirit. They don't have it. We do. That's right. We do. And that's what they, they know that. They, they, these beings have been here from the beginning, from Eden. They have been running a parallel history right next to ours. They know the plan. They know the game. And they're fixing to do some major stuff to people. And I, I fully believe that God will not let this continue with this amount of children that are dying and being tortured that's going on in this world today. I just I do not see that that's going to be continued because, like we were saying, that's the most innocent situation of killing something that you can even comprehend in your mind. 
you know, any any of us, I'll, I'll close with this and then ask you to close with a prayer for us tonight, um, um, Dr. Joy. But um, and and thank you so much for joining us. Then. Uh, and 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 be sure to also before you pray, um, refresh everybody's memory of where you, the name of your new book, where they can go to get it, and all that kind of stuff. But I I wanted to just in closing, uh, you know, the the, the I don't even know what I was going to say. Well, anyway, I, th- I think we've pretty much covered – oh, I know what it was. Um, th- the thing is, people just don't – I don't know why, but they have trouble connecting all the dots. Once you connect all the dots, and then think about this. How old is the earth? How many millions not or billions of years? And then multiply that times to trillions of galaxies. I, I I read a white paper one time that actually said that the people see you know what they say like I'm looking at this on the internet right now I know we're running into overtime but it, it says you know because a lot of people will say where did Cain get his wife you know and 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 that's a very valid point but and then they come up and they say well Jewish tradition states that Adam had 33 sons and 23 daughters blah 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 and you know what you can take your Jewish tradition and shove it in your kumquat but anyway the point is the reason i bring that up is because i've read white papers that were very credible that indicated that the people from the land of canaan were not from earth they were already alien human hybrids and they had and and that you know from day one because you can't make the argument you if, if this were true and, 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 you know, the whole basis for Cain and his entire bloodline had to do with Adam having 33 sons and 23 daughters that were not recorded in the Bible. If, if that's your argument, that's a weak argument for a huge civilization of people that had to be wiped out. Plants, animals, everything else. The only thing that explains that, the only thing common sense wouldn't it, – it, 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 they're not offshoots of, of, of Adam and Eve. So I, I don't know. I I, I personally, I, you know, as, as out there as you know, I you know, I have a history of going where no man has gone before, if you know what I mean. But I'm just saying, I read a white paper uh, many 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 years ago that said that the people from the land of Canaan were not originally from the earth. Not originally from the earth. So anyway, I, I find that a very interesting thing to toss in there because that almost indicates alien human hybrids, and we we all kind of know how that how creepy that is but anyway um joy would you and then if you have any new books or anything or whatever please share with the listeners as we close down the program and then also uh, uh you know about your books and stuff and then also um uh joy if you would close with a prayer for us tonight okay um you can get my new book be smart end of days breaching the pineal gland at my website www.drjoydrjoy E, that's joy with an e dot com and the book links are there directly to sacred word publishing and you can purchase it from around the world and uh, if you have a question I have a submission form at my website that you can send me a question if you have any questions in regard to the books or what they're about that kind of thing and then my website joy j-o-y-e p-u-g-h for my facebook page and you can message me there and become a facebook friend and keep up with all my shows there Praise God, Ben. Uh, my, my, um, that I just released is on the Holy Spirit wisdom being the feminine aspect of the Godhead, um, and it's parts one and two. I also just recently, last year, released the uh, the Antediluvian, the Pre-Adamites, and the 
antediluvian age and the dragon lords, the antediluvian kings, and that covers all of what we're talking about right now and have been on this whole show. goes back and discusses the first world age, Atlantis and all of those times and how the dragon lords ruled, you know, during that time, the Sumerian kings lived, uh, the long reigns of all those uh, entities, the Anunnaki, how they tried to enslave humanity, all of that. So very important to understand with what we're talking about this evening. That's awesome. Praise God. And, Joy, did you want to close with prayer? Yes. I would like for everybody to just repeat with me the Lord's Prayer because I feel like that's what the disciples asked the Lord how to pray, and this is how he told them. So if you will repeat with me the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, thank you guys both again and again and again for joining us uh, every month. It's absolutely, bar none, one of my very, 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 if not my very favorite uh, programs to do with both of you because, you know, it's impossible for us to have nothing to say, if you know what I mean. (laughs) But anyway, in a good way. We do not have enough time. We don't, we don't. But anyway, God bless you all so much. Everybody, all of you listeners, get ready and pray always to be found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand for the Son of Man at the, well, at the line for the wedding supper. Where else would you be standing before him? All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, and thank you all for joining us. We'll see you Wednesday night, Lord willing, 7 p.m. And I have no idea who's going to be on the show. Anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, thank you, Zen. Thank you, Dr. Joy. Uh, praise God for all of your awesome work. Thank you all for listening. I love tonight. you all. Love you. Love you guys.
flesh is now revealed in the spirit. Lift up thy heart, for now I speak to thee. Will my spirit not lift thee up and remove that which binds thee? I offer thee now my words of peace. This peace I give you now. Can you not feel my spirit? Come to me now. Come open up your heart to my ways. I have waited for thee since the foundation of time. Shall you not live your life for me and do my will? For those who follow my ways, their crown awaits them. My Father's house has many mansions. If this were not so, I would not speak it. Speak, son of man, speak of my love for my children. When you weep, I cry for thee. All from the heavens my tears fall down. I feel your pain, 
I see your sufferings. I see your trials. Know now I walk with thee. You are not alone. Though kingdoms change, my love for thee remains. Do not spend time in grief, for it serves no purpose. I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.